It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Now come and kick it with a twister Black caddy mac daddy with a hoe up in the backseat With a 97 pin flow Gotta feel it when you smoke it when I flip it to a track speed Talking about a beautiful figure Astonishing and speak mythology Body be just like a girl in love What's that movie? Never mind, let me enter your atmosphere As you enter my world and let me touch that booty I can't believe that your mama that cold Her daughter got such an astonishing soul You need a model to roll Still a player, know you got it When you climb up from the bottom to the top of the pole Plus you can pop a control Your body's so accurate when I'm smacking it It's making me say what I gotta do to get with that When it comes to making it rain, I can get it wet When it comes to cutting the monkey, I can get it wet You want some need your baby, you need a better man He got my politics, I'ma be your weather man Cause every time I'm looking up, I see more ass I'ma constantly see rain in the forecast This is one, that away, I'm thinking 5,000 balls Or whatever you wanna call it, it's a celebration You the champion, here's the Fetty, the Fetty Bottle over, popping it by the bill, and she know that I'm high attention. I drop it and give it fit. She see me 
through a hurricane, so she dropping and do a thing. But she know when I get inside, I'ma fuck up a wild thing. She see me with collar paws, she see me with three feet. She know when they come to mind, she know it ain't three feet. Keep busting it wide open, they shaking it on the floor. I'm finna go to the bar and get some drink and hit the floor. I'm finna get on 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 the floor. She wanna drop it, give me drop it, drop it, give me drop it, drop it, give me drop it, girl, drop it, give me drop it. Mississippi putting it down. I'm the hottest round. I told y'all mother, y'all can't stop me now. Listen to me now. I'm lasting 20 rounds. And if you want me, then come on, get me now. Is you with me now? The biggie, biggie bounce. I know you did the way I switch my style. Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan. How the heck was your weekend? I don't know why I'm so excited. It is uh, it's Sunday, 11.36 p.m., just uh, working on this show to get it out for you in your hot little hands tomorrow, hot little ears. Uh, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, hello, YouTube. Uh, we did this funny thing on YouTube. Well, we're doing it for Utah, YouTube. I think I t- told you guys last week, uh, me and Meditza, who works on the show, with we uh, recorded this video. Once we hit a certain amount of subscribers, I said I would eat a bunch of raw onions, and we did that last week. And I just watched the first edit that Meditza sent me of me eating the onions, and it's it's a lot, you guys. I think it's going to be on YouTube uh, either tomorrow or the next day. So go check it out. See if you can stand watching a grown man try to choke down a bunch of raw onions. It does not, it's, it's, it, it's not right. It is just not right. Uh, also remember today is Sophie Ross, our pop culture roundup. If you are listening to this on the audio version, you can, you can use that timestamp and skip right to Sophie right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, there's another video with Sophie on it. So we covered everything. We, we talked at all. We talked about Vanderpump, Summer House, We got into Kardashians, which, by the way, can you believe we've got such a week of TV ahead of us? And I'm not even only talking about the first part of the Vanderpump Rules reunion. I mean, listen, we've been living in a Vanderpump vacuum that I am waiting to turn off. And we've got four more weeks of this left. But this Vanderpump news comes hot and heavy. If you listen to the episodes on Friday, I mean, there was like. There's like six plus hours of content there. That's insane. Also, thank you to all my Patreon baddies. That's what we call ourselves baddies because we're adult people that call ourselves nicknames like that. Uh, I just did an hour long Q&A episode over there, which I got to do another one because I didn't even get nearly to all of the questions. But we uh, we talked a lot of stuff over there. So go join if you want to. Uh, hear that uh, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good and also you guys thank you so much for everybody that left reviews on the apple podcast and the spotify i see you thank you so 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 much um i hope you guys are good i hope this is going to be a great week for you there's no reason that it shouldn't if we if we keep our heads down and just work hard be kind good and decent people and realize that we should dislike only sandoval and raquel i think we're going to be okay with this week 
Um, like I said a second ago, the Kardashian season three premieres on Hulu. Will you guys be watching? I've never seen this little excitement or felt this little excitement just from the pop culture spheres. Um, it's just weird. It's weird that the show gets released this Thursday and it doesn't seem like anybody's talking about it. Have we, I mean, the eternal question we always ask ourselves, have we reached a Kardashian limit where we just truly don't care anymore? Um, and, and this season from the trailer doesn't look bad. I'm sure they'll find a way to make it very bad, but we'll see. I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with it. So I'm going to talk to you about a couple of other stories that me and Sophie didn't hit or expand on a couple of things here, but I do want to bring up one of the best shows on television right now that I watched this weekend. And of course you already know what I'm talking about. Say it with me. Selling Sunset. Oh my God, selling <laughs> selling success. No, I, I'm joking. I don't think it is one of the best shows on television. But I want to I want to tell you guys and 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 not even plea with you guys because it's TV. I don't need to plea for you to watch anything. Season six of Selling Sunset is hysterical, high hysterical. You guys. Okay, now Selling Sunset. If you don't know. Is about a, a lot of salt of the earth, rough and tumble real estate age. No, these are, people all are rich as hell. They dress like the X-Men at the Met Gala. It is completely ridiculous. Now, last season, season five, really kind of sucked. And Christine is no longer there. She was kind of the ultimate villain. But I, I, I know this is going to be blasphemous. I like Christine, but I never, I just don't think any of these characters are worth their weight in gold at all. I mean, that's what's so funny about it is... But this is why I, I watched the entire season, all 11 episodes. Uh, it cleansed me from the dark feeling I was having covering Vanderpump Rules this season six. And I went in just really going like, ah, shit. But then I, I thought it was so ridiculous that I loved it. Now, just to remind you, with Selling Sunset, it is produced by, I think, by uh, Adam Adam Devola, right? It's, it's the guy who did The Hills. Now, what he is known for and what he is just brilliant at is that he can take something not very interesting at all, even though selling real estate is kind of interesting, but not the way these people do it. Um, he takes it. He takes this very thin plot line, like we're talking the thinnest, the thinnest of plot lines, and he adds the best lighting. I mean, this thing is lit within you guys. It looks so glossy and that takes so much time to light those scenes. You want to talk about like Vanderpump rules and all that stuff being fake. Let me introduce you to uh, Mr. Selling Sunset because selling sunset. You will literally, it's like, you know, I think we can all feel like, come on, come on. I live in Los Angeles and I'm like, none of these restaurants don't even, I swear to God, I halfway through was like, do these restaurants that they go to even exist? They were like saying names were like, I've never even heard of that restaurant. Like, listen, I know I'm an old Navy kind of Chili's kind of guy, but still these restaurants like, there's not a restaurant. I was like, they're making up restaurants now. There's not a, that's not a real restaurant. Okay. So basically they work at this place called the Oppenheim group and there's two brothers. They, I call them the bald brothers. Um, one is artificial intelligence and one is real. Um, and I couldn't even tell you which one their names are Jason and Brett. I believe, I believe Brett is, they're both kind of tiny. And I don't mean that in a bad way. They have great lives, but, um, you know, Brett is the shorter one and Jason is the taller one, but like, we're talking about like an inch and a half, but sometimes that's all you need. And, um, it, they own this place, the Oppenheim group on sunset and they, you guys, they deal in luxury real estate. 
Okay. They're no joke. They don't mess around. They're not no Caldwell banker. They're not your run of the mill. This, they're selling sexy houses. This is a sexy group of people. This is a sexy group of real estate agents. And I shit you not, they have, the fashion on this show has always been kind of ridiculous, but they dress like they are walking the runway. Like the one lady was wearing like couture where her beaver was showing. And she was like, I can't sit down in this thing. Like it was insane. If I ever see, this is why I'll never get a house. If I was ever going to get a house and one of these ladies showed my house, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? What is going on here? What is happening here? But anyways, the the kind of hero character, I guess, is is Chriselle. But I don't know, man. I I don't know. Like, we're so desperate to like people. I don't even think. But but anyways, Chriselle used to date the one brother, uh, Brett. But they split up because Brett doesn't want to, like, have kids, supposedly, and ruin his bachelor lifestyle. <laughs> but and then so they break up last season. But then in the interim, Chriselle goes and falls in love with this G-Flip. And G-Flip is this non-binary um, person from, I believe, Australia. And they're a very big musician over there, like a drummer musician. And G-Flip makes a couple of appearances. And I'm talking chemistry, baby. She's sitting on um, uh, she, she's sitting on G-Flip's lap while G-Flip teaches her how to play the drums, Chriselle. And he's like, she's like, G-Flip reminds me a little bit of Austin Powers. It's like, behave, all right, baby. Yeah, baby, whatever you want, baby. I need more G-Flip in my life. In fact, take Chriselle off selling Sunset and just do a Chriselle G-Flip show. But anyways, G-Flip's only in it a handful of times. Need more G-Flip. But 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 that's a big thing is that all of a sudden in the first episode, Chriselle is explaining that like, yeah, she used to date Brett, but now she dates a non-binary, uh, you know, a born female non-binary. So she's explaining it to, you know, other castmates and she lets us know it's all about the energy. It's all about the energy. And I thought that was kind of beautiful and really simple. And it was just, it moved on. I love that they didn't make it. I love people weren't like, what's the deal with you and G flip? How did that happen? I like that. It's just kind of accepted. Love that part of it. All joking aside, love that part of it. But then the rest of it is ridiculous. And they have this new, um, who's like the new bad girl. What's her name? What is it? Is it Nicole? Um, she is the new bad girl, but not really. I'm trying to find the uh, the name. <laughs> the, wait, so I'm looking at cast photos right now, you guys. Okay, so Chriselle, of course, Mary Fitzgerald is married to this young young guy, Romaine. And if you've watched it from the first season, you you know Romaine's had a tough go of it with the English language, so he kind of just speaks in like little broken phrases. Really good looking dot guy, and now he's a contractor for, for one of the, for Brett, I think guys, I might be confusing Brett and Jason. Just know that they're both brothers and they're both bald. And then you got Heather, Heather's pregnant and she's married to, uh, that, uh, Tarek El Musa from the, he does the home and garden renovation shows and always wears a baseball cat with like a tight brim. He's very like, he kind of seems like not surfer, but you know, like that kind of Hermosa beach kind of bro. She's pregnant. And also the great thing about Heather is Heather will always say things that aren't funny. And then she'll laugh at the very end. She'll be like, well, that's what he said. Ha 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 ha. She'll go, ha 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 ha. She'll go, ha 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 ha. 
after every damn line. She'll be like, ha 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 It'll be like this high pitch shotgun laugh that I'm fascinated with. Um, then you have Chelsea and Chelsea's a British, uh, a British, uh, real estate agent, beautiful woman wearing ridiculous outfits. She has a family with two kids. She gets into it. The thing is folks, I could explain to you what the big drama is on this season, but it's not even, it's, it's a show that it doesn't really matter what the storyline is. Oh, sorry guys. Jason Oppenheim is the one that, uh, Chris Shell used to date. Jason, but now Jason is with this young girl, Mary Lou and Mary Lou's taller than Jason. Not that that matters, but the funny thing we get, we, you know, they're, they're vacationing a lot. He's like, listen, Mary, I need you to run the Oppenheim group. I'm going to take a step away from the business. And I'm like, whoa, cause you can go overseas and like, you know, hang out with Mary Lou or Marie Lou or whatever. And something Lou, Mary Lou, who, whoever he's like, I was like, oh my God, he's going to like leave for six months. He's leaving for three weeks. He's leaving for three weeks. He leaves me. And then Mary, the whole like episode, she's like, I can't deal with this. It's too much. It's three weeks. What are you insane? This show is faker than fake. The sad thing is it's probably a little real too. It's just that their whole existences are kind of like fake. So it's, it reads even doubly fake to the audience. I can't be alone in thinking this. There's no way I'm alone. Okay. The new girl. Yeah. Nicole Young. And she is new. Now, Nicole is now against Chris Shell because Nicole's just not loving. Like, there's like some fight about like from three years ago. And Chris gets like all in Nicole's face and vice versa at some showing, which I guess was uncouth. But we're seeing a different side of Chris this season. And it's what, but then Chris they go to Palm Springs on some vacation, you guys. I know this sounds like a fever dream, but this actually is a real show. Chris calls Nicole and this is not, I'm not making a crackhead literally calls Nicole a crackhead in the year of our Lord, 2023, we are using the term crackhead and everybody's like, what? And then Nicole takes that really seriously. Like I don't do crack. And I was like, I don't think anybody thinks you do crack. I think, you know, Chriselle was just trying to throw something at you, but she kind of like says, oh, well, you know, you were crazy at Mary's bachelorette party, which is a couple of years ago, which then leads me to believe Chriselle's a narc. Chriselle's one of those friends that's going to rat you out for smoking weed at a party or doing like a little bump or something like that. Are you kidding me, Chriselle? But Nicole takes it super serious and goes and gets a drug test in Palm Springs and threatens to hire a lawyer. And I'm like, hell yeah. Now, I don't love Nicole. I don't think she's a crackhead. And I think calling somebody a crackhead is horrible. But I will say that's the kind of drama I'm in there for, you know. Now, Amanda Smith, Amanda's been there for a couple of seasons. I don't, you know, she's great. She's been on this show before. Really, really nice and cool. But she's another one that it's like. Wait, how many hours are you in the makeup chair and the fittings just to go to work every day? And the the place that they work at, you guys, is like this beautiful location. But they all have these like metal desks that make no sense. Like you can't store anything there. This isn't a real office. And the fact, I bet it is a real office for them, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's like not real in the sense that we're used to real. And then what will happen is like all open floor plans. So Mary will be like, I need to see you in my office. And then they walk three feet from those metal tables and have a, a private conversation in front of everybody. It, it's literally like there, it, there's no privacy and they'll be like, come over here and let's have a private conversation. And then everybody's at their desks acting like they're working, just literally hearing the whole, co- it is so dumb and I love it. It is 
exactly what I need and what you need after the darkness of Vanderpump Rules. But I'm sorry, I'm not going to take it from anybody anymore saying Vanderpump Rules is fake when this shit is out there. Are you kidding me? If this, this, this is a criminal activity happening on Netflix, this show is faker than everything combined. Now, Davina, Davina, if you remember her, her of the strong eyebrows, uh, Davina was always kind of like that annoying girl that wanted to sell the $75 million house. She's on the poster for season six, but I shit you not literally pops up like twice and not in any kind of key moments at all. It's very bizarre why she would even be on the poster. Like I almost, I think the production forgot she wasn't really in it. And then Brie, oh, you guys, Brie, the new girl, Brie. She's, a, I kind of dig Brie. She just had a child. So she's like breastfeeding in some scenes, but she's already in a corset. Really wild. But guess what? Guess who her baby daddy is? That's right, folks. Nick Cannon. By the way, if you have a baby in this day and age, you could say Nick Cannon and 33% of the time you're going to be right on He's the Dad. This guy is multiplying more than like gremlins when you pour water on him. Are you kidding me? This Brie had a kid with Nick Cannon and then there's actual conversations because people are like, she finds out that Nick Cannon is having another baby with another lady unexpectedly. She didn't know it. She's like, oh, that's interesting. Like literally on the show. Which, by the way, if this girl makes it to another season, I'm sure she's going to find out that Nick had another baby. It's going to be a recurring segment on this show. But this girl let Nick Cannon put her pee, put his pee pee in her, and do what Nick Cannon does, which is just be annoying and have children. Sorry, I'm not a Nick Cannon fan. Stop sleeping with Nick Cannon. Period. But this Brie, I really like her. The only, but do you know who she used to date? You guys, she used to date Nick Hogan from Hulk Hogan's son. That's all right, brother. You used to date Bree. Now you're dating Nick Cannon, brother. Nick Hogan. Remember Nick Hogan? Remember Hogan Knows Best from VH1? Am I one of the only weirdos that watched every season of Hogan Knows Best? When I was um, a general manager at a nightclub, they shot an episode of Hogan Knows Best at my bar. And I was, it was, I was like, wow, Hulk Hogan is at my bar and like Brooke and the son. And there was like some, there was like a, like a male stripper there. And I remember the storyline was Hulk had a problem with the male stripper because I'm trying to remember it, but it was so fake. You guys, I remember it. Oh, so fake. Anyways, this Brie has went from Nick Hogan 12 years ago to Nick Cannon, keeping it in the Nick family. But she also gets questioned about, you know, how much child support she's getting. And she lets us know it ain't like that. It ain't like that. And then Nick Cannon, who just, you know, he loves being talked about in whatever capacity he was Instagramming last night going like, yo, people don't get the way we do it. We do it differently. My money is their money in regards to his harem of women that have sired his children. And he goes, uh, and she, he gave her a Lambo. I'm like, Nick, you don't need to give these girls Lambos. Just make sure the kids are taken care of. Like, my God, but Brie, I really like Brie. I just, I can't get over. It's like, at this point, if you're still in this day and age, having babies with Nick Cannon, you're suspect, you're suspect. And I like, I thought Brie is actually a refreshing character on this show. And then of course, Emma, Emma Herman, who of course makes the vegetarian or vegan empanadas. And Emma is weird because she's, beautiful but at the same time if you look at her long enough you can already picture her as um as like a golden girl you know like you can already picture 
I know for some reason I kept seeing Emma in her seventies. She doesn't look old at all, but like, you know, there's certain people. I'm, I know this is such a weird comment. People that you see that you're like, I could totally, I'm already seeing them as, as an older man or woman. Like she's one of those people for me where I'm already seeing her like, Oh, back in my days, I used to sell real estate with a lot of ladies that dress like strippers, <laughs> you know, but Emma's there. I mean, she's, I guys, I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't tell you the storyline. It's a very thin storyline, but I have to say I'm so in on this show. I'm, I watched it all in one day. They've already filmed all of season seven. Cause you see a trailer at the end and I think they're picked up for two new seasons, but it's great counter programming to what I think is the gritty reality of Vanderpump rules. It is so silly and stupid. And I think I, I'm going to cover it episode by episode on the show or on Patreon because it's so ridiculous. They have overpowering music. The the music on this, you think the Vanderpump Rules songs are good. Immediately in the first episode, they hit you with a girl boss song of like, girl bossing, nine to five, girl bossing, I'm going to make him on, girl boss, girl boss, girl boss, women power. It is so, you just start laughing at scenes. What scares me are the people that watch this show and like take it like note for note seriously. Because I think this show works if you... If you just laugh, this is, it's hysterical to me. I want to know what you guys think. Let me know if you liked this season of Selling Sunset as much as I liked it. But I, uh, I just, there, there's no form of reality. Oh, another thing that one Oppenheim brother, he loves Aperol spritz. He loves a tight, he loves a tight shirt that he can like unbutton three buttons down. And he loves an Aperol spritz. He was like, oh, we we were doing these in Mykonos, <laughs> and he, him and his girlfriend though, they get the first one of the first scenes at the restaurant. He orders an Aperol spritz to share with him and his lady, like they don't even get their own Aperol spritz. He order, he's like an Aperol spritz to split, and I've never ordered an alcoholic drink to split with somebody else unless it was one of those big, you know, where they just dump all the liquors in like a, a tub. What are those called? Like the the boats, the liquor boats. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he orders uh, Aperol spritzes at another time. And it's this guy's Aperol spritz. Hung. Those little details for me are the things that I just crack up about. And the other thing, I know I'm really talking this up, but the other thing I love. So the whole thing is supposedly based around selling these houses. And they do have, because you're like, Ryan, we're like kind of been on the bubble of a recession for so many years, but not in Selling Sunset Universe, except that they, they do acknowledge it once. Because the one bald brother has a conversation with one of the real estate agents and they're like, he's like, listen, yeah, you know, it's tough out there. It's tough. Now, the one to $3 million houses still flying off the shelf. There's six offers for every one. But right now, it's uh, we're feeling it in the $20 million and up market. That's where, uh, that's where it's hitting us. We're really feeling it. So I do want to assure you that they do mention the recession and the tough times that Americans are having. Uh, and those Americans are people that can afford $20 million and over homes. It's so ridiculous. It is so amazing. And then if you're looking like if you're like a real estate agent or aspiring real estate agent, you're like, maybe this show will help me sell the old real estate. This, this it's so this is what they do, too. They'll be like, oh, my God, we've got an offer on the house. They didn't accept the offer. What should we do? And they'll be like, let's spitball it. What, what up? What up? Selling Sunset Team. Oh, group. Tell me. And they're like, huh? Oh, my God, I've got an idea. What if we did a counter offer? 
And they're like, whoa, a counter off. Like it is the most basic real estate that you, I mean, the fact that these are potentially real people selling these things and it is bargain. Like it is, it's like do a count. They're like, Hmm, how can we sell this house? And they're like, word of mouth, let's do word of mouth or let's throw a hamburger party. Like they'll be like, let's throw a glossy ad up in a real estate magazine. And they're like, brilliant. Let's try that. It is so it makes realist. It makes real estate. It makes it look so easy. You guys, all you have to do is have big gigantic fake boobies and wear skirts that are like hitting right at your labia. And then they, these properties are just going to fly off the shelves. So that is the so bad. It's a, so bad. It's good review of selling sunset high recommendation on the, the so bad. It's good front. Also, uh, to temper that, we've got Succession. Now, tonight was episode nine of 10 episodes. Next Sunday is our last episode of Succession, the Succession series finale, not season, series finale. And this episode where it was Logan Roy's funeral, spoiler alert, he died. Um, and it was amazing. It was another, I was talking on the Patreon about this earlier. I've never seen a season of the show where it has been banger episode out of banger after banger episode. There's not been a bad one in the bunch and the quality of each one of these episodes. It's just, it's no wonder they're ending it after this season because they couldn't keep this pace up. It is just from every aspect of the art of making television movies. If you judge it from any angle, it's brilliant. The costuming. Even the background extras that they use in the funeral scene. I mean, the locations, the writing, the acting, everything, the directing. I was watching the little uh, How It Was Made clip after the episode, and the just director, his name is Mark Mylod, I think his name is. He also directed that movie, The Menu, with Ray Fiennes. You can find on HBO Max, which I want to talk to you about HBO Max in a second. Guys, I love talking to you, man. It is so nice to talk pop culture and stuff that we love with you guys. I pinch myself and I'm so happy to talk about things other than Vanderpump rules. So I love getting to talk about how I nerd out about succession and all of this stuff, but it is just, uh, it's so fun for people who take TV making seriously. I love the art of it. I mean, I would also love to hear Adam DeVello talk about uh, the art of making Selling Sunset. I hope he's as passionate as the people that make Succession. But anyways, it's a brilliant episode again. And you just see now it's coming down, which which kid is going to be the successor? Which kid? It's called Succession. Logan Roy has died. Has died. Waystar Royco. It is up for grabs. And you got Shiv, you got Roman, and you got Kendall. And Kendall is coming in strong. Roman bit the, I mean, Roman, you know, kicked his dick in the dirt tonight. I don't even know what that means, but he bombed it. He screwed it up, had a fit at his father. Like he could, he started crying during his speech at his father's funeral, even though he said he pre-grieved. He didn't pre-grieve folks. And it was so, I mean, God, Kendall, uh, not, I mean, um, uh, Kieran Culkin in that row, row, that role is just amazing. Jeremy Strong, though. And 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 uh, Sarah Snook, who plays Shiv, just equally as amazing. What a cast! You got Greg throwing in those funny little lines. You had James Cromwell, who played Logan's brother, there tonight, giving a great speech. You have Alan Ruck as the other brother, who's just goofy as hell. And now you have—I mean, the plot line is so similar to what we've been through uh, as a country the last couple of years. But I just—if you're thinking about starting Succession, first off, you're too late. But do it. 
I'm going to, I can't wait for you. This is what's so amazing about art too, folks, is that we have this for the rest of our lives. As lucky as, as, as long as we're lucky enough to be on this planet. And I mean this seriously, always revisit the art that inspired you and that you love. I've been doing that with uh, albums or, and musical artists lately. I've been going through their entire catalog. You know, I challenge you to do this. Pick the one musical artist. You've probably had many, but as a kid, and I'm not talking about kid, kid, but when you're like 13 and up, that one musical artist, whether it be like, I remember my dad getting me into the Stones or getting me into the Beatles or, you know, uh, get, like getting into U2, uh, you know, find that one artist and then go back and listen to everything that they've ever done from beginning to end. And you can do that now easily with streaming services. I just finished U2's entire catalog again, and I skipped out the last three or four albums because I thought I was like, oh God. But then I read Bono's autobiography and it sucked me back in. And I went back and just listened and I was so obsessed with you two as a kid. And I, I, there's those pockets of your life where you, you almost forget about and you put away, but there were such deep moments to for you, you know, and it, it brought back so many good memories, but then it also made me reappreciate it from a different aspect from this point in my life. And I suggest doing that with everything, with TV shows you loved, with all that, because it makes you remember that kid that you were, that place you were at. And, and it kind of is this fond memory of everything that you've gone through since that brought you to this moment. And you're being able to appreciate that same art from a different, uh, a different angle. The same thing with Real Housewives shows. I'm not even joking. That's what's so great about, I mean, the streaming services, I'm pissed a lot of them. There's too many of them. But like on Peacock, you can access any episode of any Housewives show and go from the beginning and kind of see everybody's origin story. And that's what I think the beautiful thing about entertainment and pop culture is, is that now it has this beautiful history that we have easy access to. I used to dream about the day that I'd have access to every TV show and every album at the tip of my fingertips. And we live in that day now. And I still find things to complain about. Can you, can you believe, can you conceive that? Can you conceive of that? Um, but uh, yeah, no succession. Amazing. Go and start it. If you haven't, it's only four seasons, less than 40 episodes, but I think you will. I'm so excited for years to come to revisit that show. It's already in that mental. I already watch these episodes two or three times every week because you just miss. It's so good. You just miss things. And now I talked about this last week, but yellow jackets, I just, uh, it just ain't, it didn't hit, like, I'll watch every episode of Yellow Jackets for however long it's on. It's already renewed for next season. I just feel like it's, you know, when you compare it to a, a show like Succession, it's nowhere even in the ballpark. Um, and I'm trying to be, it has such an amazing cast and such a strong first season. It just, this week's episode, it's not pulling me back in as much. And I'm starting to lose uh, faith and even interest in the overall mystery of the woods that they're stranded in. Um, I don't know if you guys feel that way. I, I hate to be a negative Nelly about it and, and I hope to be proven wrong at another point. So yay. Yay for TV. Um, okay. Let's go on to some other news. We talked about Kardashians. Oh, I believe today the Randall scandal comes out on Hulu. We'll cover that on this show, but that is Randall Emmett, uh, Lala Kent's ex. And he is a very, very, uh, allegedly bad man. Also, I want to recommend, and I recommended to Sophie today, the uh, the the Hillsong documentary on uh, FX and Hulu. Uh, it's uh, all about the Hillsong Church. 
and their pastors. And I thought they released the first two episodes on Friday. The next two will be out this next Friday. It's called, I think, Secrets of Hillsong. Really recommend that. In fact, if anybody knows anybody that worked on that, I would love to talk to them. Sandra, if you're listening, let's see if we can get somebody from Secrets of Hillsong on this. Uh, talked about selling sunset Kardashians come out this week. Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z, do you just see this? They bought the single most expensive piece of real, real estate in California history, a $200 million house on, um, in Malibu, in Malibu. Have you seen the pictures of this? It doesn't look, this is just so funny, $200 million. And the ocean is right there. It's literally in the ocean. They own the ocean. They, they bought like uh, the ocean, but their house is right on the ocean has all these cool, like, it's obviously like very, you know, artistically designed and sometimes artistically designed in this day and age, just look, just looks like big pieces of concrete put together at weird angles, but whatever, if you have the money, spend it, but they're going to also hang on to their $88 million home in, um, in, is it Brentwood? I don't know what area they have, but they're going to keep on this. So now their whole real estate holdings in all of Los Angeles, California area, $300 million. And they also have places on the East coast. They got, I mean, this, these people love their houses, but I, I love, do you ever do this when you like, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's like talking about too many rich celebrities. Somebody was saying the other day of like, Oh, um, well, he got $2 million for that role. And I was like, 2 million ain't shit. Here's me with like, you know, I'm a thousand air barely. And I'm like bagging on somebody with a two, I'm like 2 million. What are you going to do with that? That's not going to last you long. What are you kidding me? 2 million loser. Um, but I do the same. Like I was looking at this house on daily mail, one of the paper of note, um, I'm flipping through the pictures of the mansion on in Malibu. And I was like, this doesn't look like much. <laughs> 200 million doesn't get you a lot these days. Now, granted, I'm not, I'm not, I've never walked, I'm never going to step foot on that property. I'm just judging by an overhead photo. And I'm sitting there going, like, really? $200 million? Come on. I was, I was just bagging on it in my head, not realizing how stupid that truly is. Oh, also, uh, also another thing I kind of, uh, kind of recommend, I watched the Anna Nicole Smith documentary that came on Netflix last week. I watched that and it was good. I wanted a little more from it. Um, but it was good. I, I recommend it. Uh, I think Anna Nicole Smith lived a very interesting life and, uh, it takes you from, you know, the very beginning to the very end. Uh, and it is interesting in the sense of people that have created their image, um, you know, you could say Marilyn Monroe did a similar thing, even though I think Marilyn Monroe really was such an amazing actor, let alone an icon and what she, you know, still is to a lot of people, but really Marilyn Monroe actually just an amazing actor and popped on screen. I don't think she ever gets the credit that she deserves, but Anna Nicole Smith also kind of created a legend, created a mystery around her that people were naturally curious about. She kind of turned into a joke in a little bit of the ways, even though I love the Anna Nicole Smith reality show, which they do talk about with Howard K. Stern. Um, but remember when that came out, I you know, remember when it did, you know, she was kind of a laughing stock in a lot of ways. And she she leaned into that. And then she tragically did uh, you know, obviously die from a, a bunch of medications. Uh, but she had also gotten really skinny because people had made fun of her uh, so much for the weight gain on the Anna Nicole Smith thing. Do you ever do this too in our Ozempic? You know, we're in the Ozempic 2023. Do you? This is such a dark thought I had, but I always think like, 
wow, what if these star, what if Anna Nicole Smith was alive today and she was desperately trying to lose weight? She was like doing trim spa and all this ephedrine things, but like, oh my God, where was, where was Ozempic when Anna Nicole Smith needed it? And I don't mean that as a joke. I literally mean like they were so obsessed with their weight because of how people made them feel. This would have potentially helped them, even though it's not used, that wouldn't be its proper use. But it is one of those things you can almost sometimes write out certain celebrities and how they would do in this day and age. And I sometimes think about that of like, oh, what if this celebrity was around for this craze? But Anna Nicole Smith, ultimately a tragic life. Um, and Danny Lynn, her daughter, uh, who is now raised by her father, Larry Burkhead, which, oh my God, I forgot to tell you this. The first time I met Tom Sandoval was at his birthday party, like on season five of Vanderbump Rules. And it was the one when he he was like, had the, like he's starting to have the crazy longer, longer hair. And it was like a fundraiser for some, it's a fundraiser for some like children's organization. But I remember Jax had his card declined there and Brittany had to put it on hers. But I was there that night, first time, and like, first time I was around any of these people. And Larry Burkhead was one of the guests. And I still to this day never asked Ariana or anybody why Larry Burkhead was there. But me in my pop culture he- mind, I was like, I knew immediately who that's the great slash horrible thing about being me is I'll go play something like I can just pick Larry Burkhead out of, out of a lineup. I'm like, let's Larry Burkhead. And it was like, I remember somebody confirming, but I never got like why he was actually there. Anywho, the Anna Nicole Smith on a Netflix documentary, check it out. It's dark, but it's interesting. I think you should watch it eventually. Uh, I think it's worth talking about. Oh, Dua Lipa. Did you see this? Dua Lipa went public with her new boyfriend, and I am livid. The fact that Dua Lipa didn't even give me a shot is, is so upsetting to me. So his name is Romain Gavras. <laughs> That's not a strong, Bailey's a strong name, not Gavras. They made their de- debut at the Cannes Film Festival on Friday. And I think this guy's like some producer or what a, what a whack, meh, whatever. I mean, it'd be a lot cooler if it was a podcaster. High five, right? No? Okay. Um, and he looked, I mean, I will say this. He was, she was dating that Hadid boy. Remember uh, old shovel face and um, dating the Hadid boy. And I didn't, I don't like the Hadid boy. I just don't. I even, for, I'm not even gonna say his first name. That's how, but Gigi and Bella and there's the Hadid boy. She's dating him for a while. I just didn't like that. They broke up and I was like, okay. And then there was like a rumor. Remember around December, she was dating Jack Harlow for a minute. I was like, that sounds dumb. And then now she's with this guy. This guy does look very manly. He's got a very, uh, you know, a very strong beard, and he looks like he could beat the living daylights out of me. So, Dua, if that's what you're looking for, like a real studly strong man with a cool beard, I guess you found it. Good luck with that. Uh, also, I wanted to shout out the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters, of course, still dealing, and they will be for the rest of their careers, the loss of um, the amazing drummer Taylor Hawkins. Uh, Foo Fighters, though, have a new album coming out and they are going on a very big world tour that they just recently announced. Now, the Foo Fighters music is, uh, you know, it gets sometimes made fun of. I think Dave Grohl is one of the most inspirational people in rock and roll and just seems like a genuine nice person. I will go out of my way to support Dave Grohl at all the time. Like, And also, I want to recommend Dave Grohl's documentaries. He did one called Sound City. He did that HBO one. Uh, what is it? Um, 
it was a like a docu series about going from towns and kind of exploring their music scene. What was that called? Uh, Sounds that he was the first documentary, and then eh, I'll, I'll remember it. Anyways, I bought his book. I've seen Foo Fighters uh, like a half dozen times. Their music can be a little simplistic, but in the best way. But it's all power chords. It's all rock. And this guy, Dave Grohl, is just the ultimate showman. When he comes out, he'll be like, "Are you ready to stay here all night long? Because we're gonna go all night long." And then you realize he does that at every show just to get people pumped up. Because there's nothing better than going to a concert and hearing. We're going to be here all night. We're breaking all ordinances. You're going to be, we're doing an eight hour show. Like you're like, holy shit. But he, I found out from seeing him tons of times. He does at every show. Um, Foo Fighters revealed that their new drummer is named Josh Freese. F-R-E-E-S-E. He's Taylor Hawkins' successor. And this dude is an amazing, uh, an amazing all around drummer. He is, uh, he's drummed with, uh, God, he's drummed with everybody. Over the past decade, he's contributed to the records of Lana Del Rey, Rob Zombie, Bruce Springsteen, A Perfect Sting, a perfect Circle, Sting. He's toured and recorded with Danny Elfman, was a member of Devo's recent life. By the way, Devo is a group that I just went back and listened to every one of their albums. I've never done that in my life. But I was like, oh, Devo. And it was so much fun. I didn't realize how, how kind of punk they were on top of being like there was like synth and there was new. It was, it was really great. Uh, they, he's toured with Guns N' Roses, Nine Inch Nails, The Vandals, Weezer, Sublime with Rome. He, uh, his credits include the Evanescence hit, Bring Me to Life, Meredith Brooks's Bitch, Good Charlotte's The Anthem, and Puddle of Mud's She Hates Me. I think that just means he drummed on those songs. Do you remember that? I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, and um, but it seems like this is their... Yeah, this is their their this is their guy. So I'll be interested to find out more about him. Taylor Hawkins had such a great spirit on stage and energy, and you could tell Dave Grohl loved him so much. So I'm very uh, I'm very sad, and always will be in regards to Taylor's passing and that band because it means a lot to me. But I hope this guy is everything that they're looking for because I just think uh, the Foo Fighters brings people a lot of joy. You know, like. And it's one of the only last standing rock bands out there, right? One of the last ones. Um, okay, so also let's take you through the week in television. Tonight, we had Real Housewives of Atlanta. We also had Summer House Martha's Vineyard. I need to go and watch both of those. Uh, Atlanta was good last week. Summer House Martha's Vineyard, I'm still in on. I'm excited to watch both tonight. So go uh, watch those shows uh, tonight. What do we have? Below Deck Sailing Yacht. And we have the season finale of Summer House, which me and Sophie talk about. And then on Tuesday, we have Real Housewives of New Jersey, Teresa's wedding, my dream fairy tale. This Louie, let's see how ready gets at his own wedding. I will say I'm just scared to talk about Jersey at this point because the fandom is uh, is really hardcore and the cast is really hardcore. The more I'm just genuinely scared of all things Real Housewives of New Jersey. You just can't win with that show. You can't win being a casual fan. You need to be an obsessive fan that potentially will scare people. That's where that fandom goes sometimes. I really feel that. And then Wednesday, you, of course, have Vanderpump Rules, the first part of the reunion. Now, I did bring this up on the Patreon is that they're not do Watch What Happens Live is dark for the next two weeks. And I don't know how the F like, there's gotta be a reason why they've got watch what happens live. has gotten their highest ratings ever doing those Wednesday night episodes after Vanderpump rules. The fact that uh, it almost led me to believe there's a reason for this. I know Andy's promoting his book, daddy diaries, which I'm excited to read my copy. But part of me is like, is there something 
Like are, are maybe those one-on-one -on -one interviews that Andy teased with Raquel, Ariana, and Tom, maybe that's going to go in where the watch what happens live slot would be. And it's going to be an hour and a half, including those one-on-ones with Andy. I'm hoping that's it because I just don't, they should watch what happens live. Shouldn't be dark shit. Let me do it. Let Danny do it. Let fucking Ron and Benny do it. Ron and Ben, let's Kate do it. Like we should all be pitching in to make, watch what happens live should not be dark these next two weeks. We need new episodes of watch what happens live period. Um, okay. And then Thursday you have top chef, which Sophie loves. Uh, and then Friday you have that secrets of Hillsong thing I was telling you about. Uh, most of TV is done. Uh, Saturday night live would have had its season finale already, but you know, but we had the writer strike. So a lot of shows that are live or up to date or current, I don't think watch what happens live is union. So they don't use union writers. They don't have to strike. But everything else is going to be dark. And you're going to start seeing it affected in a lot of ways. You're going to start to see a lot more game shows, a lot more reality-based shows. Also, I want to tell you on Wednesday nights as well, Survivor's on. And this is the season finale of Survivor's on Wednesday as well. I love this season of Survivor. I don't talk about it. It's like not even my secret shame. It's my secret passion. Like I love Survivor because I don't have to talk about it. But it is Carolyn is, if you watch Survivor, you know, Carolyn is amazing. She's incredible. She is so Carolyn, her faces that she makes. I just, and congrats, Carolyn. I read that you had 14 years of sobriety this weekend. If you're listening, by the way, I would love, can we get Carolyn from Survivor on so bad? It's good, man. I, this season of Survivor was great. I've taken a long Survivor sabbatical. And for some reason I got back into it this season and I'm so glad I did. Um, so then, yeah, Friday, Secrets of Hillsong. Um, and then Sunday, you got Succession. I know I'm missing a bunch of shows in there. Also, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. They had their second part of their tell-all tonight. Everybody on 90 Day Fiance is just a mess. I, I can't. Reality Gaze covers that show so well, but it is just a shit show. I, well, I feel ashamed watching that show at the time. And then I feel like I can see it so clearly. And then the people in the show can't even see it clearly when they're talking about each other's couples. They're like, you know, he's like, I don't I, I agree with Osama. And Osama's just they're all idiots. You guys, 90 Day Fiance is horrible horrible but it's very easy to watch and i'm missing my friday night love uh which is life after lockup and love after lockup they ended their season a couple weeks ago and i'm feeling it i miss i miss my fridays with love after lock my love after lockup family um okay that is tv two more things and then we're gonna get to sophie i swear um one is that on tuesday one of the dumbest moves in television history is happening we are switching. If you watch HBO Max, even tonight, they added on these previews of like, remember, <laughs> on Tuesday, HBO Max becomes Max. <laughs> so they're 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 getting rid of the HBO name. Thanks to this doofus in charge of everything named David Zaslov. Say it with me, David Doofus Zaslov. He actually gave a commencement speech at Boston University today and was booed. And people were saying, pay your writers. Um, he is one of those corporate doofuses. Sorry, David. Um, and by the way, Sandra, remind me to edit this out if I ever work for uh, Discovery Time Warner. Uh, David, good guy, David. Um, but one of the, their test marketing things was that they found that the HBO name scares people, that it's almost too, it's considered almost elitist in a way. And for me, I always, I always thought of HBO as like a name that like showed me that it was quality. 
regardless of the show regard you know but now they thought it so they switched it to max now it was originally a merger kind of of hbo and cinemax and it was hbo max i was like okay there you go and cinemax by the way cinemax for me i just always think of skinemax when i was a kid cinemax was you know as a young boy was the place that you went to see boobies on a late Friday night, if you were lucky to have a Cinemax subscription, I didn't. And I was back in the day of cable where you would try to like tune in the cable. So it would be like these wavy lines, but you could make out a face. And sometimes you get half of a boob on the top left of the screen and half of a boob on the bottom right. But it, I was truly living. I was like, oh my God, I see a whole boob. Um, but we called it Skinemax because they aired a bunch of like really dirty films that you weren't supposed to be watching as a kid. But I don't know how in this merger they were like, let's get rid of the HBO one and just stay with Max. And I just think that is one of the saddest, biggest bullshit things that you would ever do for money. I will never understand that. I thought HBO is a brand you should be proud of uh, and not something that you should ever hide. And I love that all of these mergers happen and this streaming service of HBO Max happens. And now here we are a couple of years later and now you're getting rid of the HBO and just going to go to Max. I hope it works, you jackasses, but it doesn't seem like it is going to at the end of the day. And it's just going to become another thing at the cost of the consumer. We are going to end up screwed because they're going to charge us more money for it eventually. And their programming is going to go down. It's not going to be like, you know, succession. They put so much money into it. Games of Thrones, so much money into it. They give these like kind of, they give all sorts of voices to, um, you know, marginalized communities, even like think about black, uh, black lady, ske- uh, the, the black lady, uh, sketch comedy show, uh, you had insecure, you had, you, you have all of these really amazing voices. And I feel like those are going to be the first ones to go, you know? And I, I just, I hate that. I, I want every voice to be represented. I thought it was so exciting that you had this streaming service that was giving money to everybody, And of course, at the end of the day, it is a money-making thing. But I believe if you look into their numbers, they're making a lot of money. They just want to make more. And you're never going to convince me that they, like the streaming service should include Succession, should also include Dr. Pimple Popper. I think that the fact that they're considering merging these streaming services is wild to me. And I know I'm just bitching and complaining at this moment, but it frustrates me. So remember, HBO Max is not going to exist after Tuesday. So thank you, David Zaslav. How dare you? Uh, And finally, a little Vanderpump Rules news to get us into Sophie. This is from Sheena's podcast uh, this weekend. I think I know. uh, Thank you to Marissa and Amy Field and Medita and Sandra who update my notes. Um, I think this is uh, I think Marissa made these notes. Um, but uh, I didn't listen to shenanigans this weekend, Sheena's podcast shenanigans, but this is the information she revealed on her podcast. Raquel still hasn't reached out uh, to her. Tom made it sound like Rachel's family forced her to get the restraining order. So it looked like Tom was blaming Raquel's family for that restraining order. Uh, Tom Sandoval reached out to Brock because he couldn't get a hold of Raquel. So that's interesting. So that really shows that maybe Raquel is not talking to Tom Sandoval, if that is true. And also it was revealed on Watch What Happens Live that Ariana said that Raquel wrote Tom a letter. I wonder if it was like a breakup letter. Like, Tom, do not contact me. You f- Don't contact me, you fugly slut. Um, Sheena has not talked to Sean. Uh, uh, Sheena has not talked to Tom. 
Um, she believes the Billy Lou Lee rumors are true. One of the rumors is that Billy Lee and Tom Sandoval hooked up. If that is true, it's really sad because that was another person that Ariana considered she was close to was Billy Lee and always really went to bat for Billy Lee. Raquel rehearses her lines for the reunion. Brock says, make sure to watch all three parts. Thanks, Brock. Watch all three parts. <laughs> like no shit. Um, her theory is Sheena's theory is Alex Baskin, who is the executive producer of Vanderpump Rules, is trying to save Sandoval, Sandoval by delaying filming so the cast will be less angry. So he's trying to make it, which I think is understandable. And what I kind of predicted anyways, is it's a delicate balance to get all these people obviously to film together. So with more time before filming, people are going to get less heated, but it's hard because they're supposed to pick up cameras in the next two weeks. So it's really then hard when every, the reunion is still going to be airing. They can't do that. So they're going to take a little bit of a break, a pause uh, on, on Lisa being too nice to Sandoval. She reminded us, Pandy's of Pandy's Pandora, Lisa's husband, Pandora's husband's current lawsuit. Um, so Pandora's husband, if you don't really, there's a lawsuit. I think it was by uh, um, somebody that used to work or worked in the liquor industry saying that uh, Pandora's husband did a couple of weird things around her or to her. Or there was pot potential uh, suggestion. Like, I don't know, go read the lawsuit, you guys. But I think it's saying like, you know, Pandora's husband might be an alleged cheater as well. So maybe there's something there. I think that's what that means. And Sheen is very curious to know about the letters from Raquel to Sandoval. I'm curious too, by the way, I think that needs to be like a stage show letters from Raquel to Tom, like dear Tom and Tom writing back, like what the up, dude, me and the extras rocked out super hard tonight. We missed you during Schwartz's mom. People were wondering if I said Raquel is not for me or Raquel is hot for me. Um, and also, of course, we talk about this. Sophie, Tom uh, was hanging out with a new girl in Austin and uh, was loudly talking on his phone to somebody that he worked for or with and saying that all the crazy women uh, drove him out of Los Angeles, I think. Also, a lot of people are sending Demois pictures of Tom in the gym. By the way, people have been sending me pictures of Tom in Austin, and I have not posted those because I'm not Demois. But um <laughs> I love that he's already potentially dating other people, but I will say this, these Tom pictures in the gym, he looks sort of okay on the stage, but when you see him in the gym, it all of a sudden he starts looking like American psycho. He looks like it doesn't look well. I'm glad you're getting your pump on, but maybe get like the therapist pump on. You know what I'm saying? There was also a, a Demois line that said his card got declined at Uchi, uh, which is a great, I believe sushi restaurant in Austin. Um, yeah, a lot of blinds of Tom Sandoval in Austin with this blonde girl. And Ariana's out there living her best life. But remember, like I said on Friday's episode, be careful of putting anybody on a pedestal, including Ariana, because that's a tough place that you're eventually going to fall from, um, is that, uh, you know, just temper our expectations on everybody, including myself, you guys. This is the this is just your first half of the show. Now on to the main course, Miss Sophie Ross with our pop culture roundup. If you're watching on YouTube, go switch over to that video and you guys have the best week ever. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your week. Uh, it has been two weeks since I last talked to this person and I feel like a lifetime has passed by and that's just in pop culture. Also a life in our own lives have passed by. She of course is fresh off one of her weddings. Uh, if you remember last time she was talking about the 
63 weddings she was going to be going to in this next summer. She is now fresh off of one. Uh, she is calling in from Cincinnati. If you if you watch this on YouTube, she looks like she's off of like a Nancy Myers movie. She's in a white, beautiful sweater. It's a white background. It is very chic. Uh, the one and only Sophie Ross. Sophie, welcome back. Well, hi. I also haven't looked in a mirror all day. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so... If you're watching on YouTube, I'm very like shiny right now. And you know what? Who cares? Look at me. I'm very shiny too. I'm shiny. I I just woke up from a nap. I, uh, I, wow. I can't believe I woke up from a nap and I was dreaming about this stupid Vanderpump rules that I cannot wait. Even though it's exciting. I am so excited in a month when this is all over. Oh my God. You feel the same way. I'm, I'm, I never thought I would say this, but after watching the finale, I'm like, I am Vanderpumped out. Like I didn't even listen to any recap podcasts. And usually I do after every episode, I listen to recaps. I'm like consuming all the content. I was like, I need to move on with my life at this moment. Like I I do, but I'm going to get it this month. And then I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to go, I'm going to Kristen Doty. I'm going to burn up. We're going to write things down and we're going to go pish posh. And we're going to make fish posh on that. Um, It's a lot though. And you know what I think it is too? It was so damn, it was so damn dark. You know, we've been making jokes this whole time. And that like the finale was like, there's tons of things to poke fun at, but I just got this overwhelming sense of darkness. Cause you're like, man, this was so involved. This was like the heist of a century, you know? It all, the emotions felt very real. And I know that it's like, finally we've seen, yeah, we've seen Ariana like on her, like doing all of her press and all this. And she looks so great and looks so happy. And like, she's doing well, which is amazing. And it's like, it was hard for me to kind of reconcile that with like her being devastated I know. months ago, but you see that she is genuinely devastated and it was like a devastating conversation to watch and i'm glad that in the finale they were like we're throwing you right in there like they did not wait for the confrontation between it it was yeah it was the front scene of the whole it was the first scene of the whole episode and it set the whole thing up and it, it was sandwiched by that and it was really sandwiched the on the other end by Sheena and Tom's conversation. Which also which, was like, oh my God, she I feel she knocked so it out of the park. I have been such a Sheena apologist for years and years and years. And I feel so vindicated. Like she is such a good friend. She was so just feeling so protective in that moment. Like I just loved her so much in this episode. And yeah, I feel proud to be uh what is what are Sheena fans called? Sheeners? They're- <laughs> they're just called Sheena fans. They're no, we, you know, they're, they're called good as golders. We're good us as good golders. By the way, I would love to be a Lala in the Uber one commercial. She's in this too. She's like money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uber one is good as gold. Oh my God. Sophie. So I, I can't saw... get that out of my head. And you know what else I can't get out of my head is what? I don't give a fuck about book. Your friendship is bullshit. And Tom goes, no, it's not. You know know everything. Miss Duo everything. He screams in her face. Well, what is the difference also? I'm so excited to talk to Sophie about this, you guys, because I've talked this out. Obviously, you've heard. I've done like eight hours of podcasting. But I wanted to talk to Sophie because it's just one of those things. That's what I love about when Bravo really fires on all engines or reality show does is you want to talk about it with the people that you want to talk about it with. You're like, oh, my God, what about this moment? Like, 
he cried. He wept like openly with Schwartz. Wait, but to Ari, I will say my boyfriend was, I've never seen him laugh harder than when Sandoval was at Lisa's house. And he was like, like he was cracking up it was so funny he's let in he is let in by one of the housekeepers and he's like oh threatening out there you know and he 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 heaves on the glass and you can imagine the poor housekeepers like no i just cleaned that no mr thomas no oh my god oh my god did you hear okay so apparently ariana And Lala unfollowed Lisa Vanderpump, but then it came out that they like never even followed followed her. Okay, we've been talking about this on this show now for like about a two month period. Is everybody needs to chill with all of the conspiracies? There is a really amazing thing that's horrific that has happened that's on the show. Everybody else saying all this is fake and all of this other crap. Raquel's pregnant. Rachel's pregnant. Let's. Calm the F down because they never followed Lisa and vice versa. That is just BS. People are trying to create things that already existed or don't exist at all. And that with this, this last three days, we we've gotten a lot of the, the, the stuff that's about to come out of the reunion on Wednesday is that potentially Raquel or Rachel is pregnant and she's hiding out in Tucson in, instead of a mental health facility. Uh, Sophie, what do you, what do you think about this? I don't think it's true. And I've had multiple people DM me and be like, I can confirm it's not true. Yes. And I'm not talking about cast members on the show, but people who I trust and people who I think actually would have inside information and they are like, it's not true. I've talked about. Yeah. yeah. And apparently she was smoking cigarettes at the reunion, which again, it's like. She was vaping. She was vaping. She was ripping that vape. There are obviously people who smoke while pregnant, but like. I don't know. I feel like that's a, a sign that maybe she isn't. I don't know. I don't believe it personally. Well, that, but that long, is, then wow. You know, the, of course. And by the way, I think that the the when you when you cheat at this, when you cheat the Mount Everest of cheating, of course, then it leaves you open for anything to be possible. But what I think we're about to find out is like one of two things. I think the timeline I believe is a lot longer now than seven months that this was happening. I believe that is one of the things. And I I believe potentially we're going to find out there's more than just one person that Tom is cheated with besides Raquel, Rachel, uh, you know, because he has that scene with Sheena is like, there was one other person and and Sheena was like, what? So I I have a feeling there's more than one other person that he's cheated with. I think those things. Ariana and watch what happens live. Like even Andy didn't know. So people saying like, Oh, Billy Lee, like that information probably comes out at the reunion. It's like, I feel like the way Andy was like, who are you talking about? Like Andy had no idea who she was. Well, I also feel like sometimes Andy is like that salesman that he's like, what you know like i feel like andy sometimes oh i don't know but there have been rumors that tom like may or may not have hooked up with billy lee while he was with ariana so like there's also that but like ariana was being very cryptic about it and watch what happens live which i understand but like i don't know i'm so the other thing too he, he definitely was a serial cheater in my opinion if i had to guess i would say that tom was probably a serial cheater it wasn't even just raquel or this other girl like I'm sure it was girl after girl after girl. Well, and for all the men out there just listening, remember, if you cheat one time, that's okay. That's just a one-time mistake. But if you're a serial cheater, that's where it gets bad. The one time. So it's okay to cheat once, right? 
Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> this one's you got like a hall pass. Like yeah. my hall pass, I feel like if like I you know, in some circumstance, we're in the same room as Timothy Chalamet. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So, uh, Timothy Chalamet, you and Timothy Chalamet. Come on. Uh, How dare you? What do you want to say? You don't think I have a shot? Because the guy looks, he's like, he's been, he looks like he's been 13 for the last 10 years. Wait, he looks 13 like, years. Do you think I'm like bigger than him? Because I know I probably Oh my am. God. Did you see that one meme with him and Kylie? <laughs> and it, it was house? like legs. And it was like tiny legs. It was tiny it was bird tiny legs. Tiny little legs. Okay, but also, legs. I don't believe the Timmy and Kylie. Did you oh, see that thing not. where, where that story, because every single week there's like a new story about how they're like getting to know each other and having <laughs> Um, but like there's been no actual sightings of them together and the the source confirms that timothy loves how she's a hands-on mom and a boss and then someone reposted the same exact quote a source confirms that pete loves that kid is a hands-on mom and a boss like Chris Jenner is slipping, lazy, dude. Chris, Chris, you are getting lazy. She's on too many yachts with Tommy Hilfiger and Corey Gamble in Italy. She needs to like step it up. But also, it, is it that what she me, is? She's on a yacht. She all, with oh, she no, she always yachts with Hilfiger. Uh, like I, I remember oh. multiple videos of them yachting in like the south of France and Italy and stuff like that. But I'd always remember Kylie. It reminds me of like. Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory, like, mommy, let me have all the chocolate. Like, why doesn't Timothy want to hang with me, mommy? Please. I know. Please. And people are like, people are like, well, the fact that Timothy's people haven't denied it probably means there's like a kernel of truth to it. And I'm like, Timothy's people are not concerned about like his stupid like dating rumors that are being made up about him. Like he's like filming 70 Oscar worthy movies right now. Like I will say that guy films like a new movie a week. It's like, cause he has the sequel to June coming demand. out. He, he has the, the, the Wonka movie. He has like three other independent Dune, films. Dune 2. Dune which, 2. The the way, Dune I just found out recently that Bones and All, which I watched and that was his um like cannibal movie with Taylor Russell. Yeah. That was actually filmed in Cincinnati, my hometown and where I am right now. So I thought that was fun. fun That's one of the best places to film a cannibal movie, I hear, is in Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, Skyline yep. Chili and cannibal movies. That's what uh, they make the chili with. <laughs> Do you think there's some kind of, like for celebrities and rich people, like there's a service where like you can use, like Timothy's like, okay, I'll let you hint that you're dating me and it's a million dollars. If you actually want to date me, there's a five to $10 million fee. Honestly, you don't want to spend that? For PR relationships and especially for Kardashian PR relationships, I 100% believe that it's like a negotiated, like paid thing. Like I was reading that on Crazy Days and Nights, which I know that people have mixed feelings about Crazy lawyer, Days and Nights. Yeah. lawyer but- Saying that Kendall and Bad Bunny is like totally, <laughs> totally like just fake ass PR bullshit. Would you see him at the Lakers game? Uh, Kendall and Bad Bunny, their body language, like the one picture, if you just look at the picture, it looks like, wow, they're close talking. But if you look at the overall video, it kind of seems more friendly. And she's talking yeah. to her other two friends on the right side of her more than Bad Bunny. And uh, which is always, uh, by the way, Bad Bunny fans, and I know there's so many Bad Bunny fans. Do you guys use his real name or do you say Bad Bunny? Because sometimes ben, as a grown Benito? man. Yeah, I feel silly saying Bad Bunny. Like, I'm like, Bad Bunny didn't look happy. Benito. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Anyways. 
Um, okay, just to go back to VPR really quick, uh, the thing that Sophie's also referring to about that information is remember Andy does one-on-one interviews with Raquel, Tom, and Ariana. So supposedly whatever is going to be revealed is one of in one of those one-on-one interviews. Since Ariana doesn't know, I'm assuming it's in with there with Tom and Raquel. Also, I assume it would be with Raquel because Tom seems pretty set on trying to keep these lies straight. So right. I have a feeling if Andy were to get any information, it potentially would be out of Raquel who would let something slip and then be like, oh no, you know? Wait, it's so... Oh my God. Like (laughs) the, the whole, like, first of all, Raquel is so bad on this, on the finale. She was so like, there was that. And then also the preview of the reunion. Dude, she just walks out. I can't tell if she knows what's going on. If she knows there's, you can't tell on her face that anything's happening. And also speaking, I know it's just like there's nothing going on up there. And also um the the part where like speaking of Sandoval not being able to keep his lies straight, Schwartz when when Schwartz was like <laughs> August, I found out in August and it's yeah, like, what do you mean you found out in what, August? What, dude, that's not, what are you talking about? And then Lala it's goes, like, "Oh my god, didn't, you, you didn't, didn't get like your get your lies straight, straight before the reunion." Like I and also Schwartz on the finale walking into oh. that girl's convo with that big ass grin on his face. He's Ooh. like, what's up? What's up, guys? Oh, man. Oh, shucks. You got to understand. It's been hell for me, you guys. He, everybody thinks I'm a part of it because you kind of did lie about things. So, of you course, you're a part are, of it. Because like, you literally are, Schwartz. Like, I'm so glad that he's finally just not able to get away with everything like he used to be. Like... He is getting a lot of heat and rightfully so. But still he's getting away with it. He's still fine because he's still using that puppy dog. Woe is me. Like, how dare you go to Ariana's face and go, you got to realize I'm like getting lumped in here as well. And it's like, not right now, dude, this is not about you at all. Did you see the text message he sent her was saying like, treat yourself, girl, go and just spoil yourself. He sent this text to Ariana saying like, sorry about our guy, bud. Like, and it's like, who are you talking to? Like, this is That was the most infuriating text. It just made it worse. If I were Ariana, I'd be way angrier after receiving that text. (laughs) I said, said, how did I walk away from the finale almost being mad at Schwartz as much as I am mad at Sandoval? Like, I was like, this guy, the only thing worse could have been he could have put in that crazy emoji with the eye one way and the tongue one way. Like, the, you know? Oh, my God. Like, (laughs) this series of emojis to Ariana, like... Oh, I'm dead, dog. Um, Okay, so Raquel also, I think that's the big... (laughs) As a woman, though, you know, you're in a similar age range to Raquel. We always try to uh, infantilize Raquel. We always like, well, she's a child, blah, blah, blah. But 28 years old is not a a child. Like, how do you even go about dissect? And I know we're we're not going to diagnose her, but how do you go about dissecting any of this behavior? Because I feel like it goes one step further than finding your identity in men. There was like this overall plot, you know, while she was in Ariana's face talking about bodies and all that stuff. Yeah. And in that confessional where they were like, so why did you do it? And she's like, she's like elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank. 
But with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. She's like, you know, I just wanted to know what it would feel like to be physical with someone I loved because I already did love him as a friend. But and I was like, like smiling. I was like, what is 
wrong with you? No, it's like, it, it, sure, there's some sort of, and I, again, I'm not diagnosing either. I think that there's some sort of personality disorder there. And Ariana was right where she was like, this woman, and I'm going to say woman, she's not like a little girl. She's 28. This woman does not know who she is. She is trying to find her identity with men and she has no identity of her own. She's kind of just like this scary blank slate. Like it really is frightening. It, no, it, it really is. It, it's just that with Tom and all that, it's very easy to see. Like he keeps saying he had a spiritual awakening, which is not what a spiritual, you a spiritual awakening has nothing to do with having sex with somebody else. Usually it's like a, a commune with a higher spirit. It's not a commune with Raquel, but you know, it's like, you, you can see his moves coming 10 miles away, you know, once he's caught in a lie. But with Raquel, it's much harder for me to read. And that's why I'm so curious. And I don't think we're going to be satisfied. I'm just curious to see her at the reunion. And and I don't think we're going to be satisfied because it never seems like she's able to properly explain herself. Now, DJ James Kennedy, I've gotten a lot of shit for because, listen, the guy is funny as hell, you guys. I get it. But also, I'm one of the people that say I realize his past behavior. But how do we reconcile as an audience the past idiotic, hurtful. I mean, even this season, we keep saying how he calls everyone like, you know, fat fucks. How do we rec reconcile that with actually kind of being funny and pointing out some truths about this situation? Look, of course, James is problematic and has been problematic in the past, but he is freaking amazing TV. I'm sorry. He is. <laughs> You done deadly fucked yourself over. Yes. Raquel, Raquel, was his little cocky cock, his stinky forty-year-old cock. forty-year-old cock, and it's like at the end of the day, that's what I walked away thinking, like, oh my god, Tom Sandoval's cock probably does smell. Like, and I know that's like he made me realize. I was like, of course it smells. Like the guy already, he's always just with his band, sweating. Like DJ James Kennedy is right on the money. But also, I thought it was very uh, a very interesting aspect of it to watch him cry in the talking head, not about Raquel, but about Tom Sandoval. I'm like, yeah, I thought we were friends and he just threw it all away. He threw it all away. I was interested in that too, because he, James was genuinely extremely hurt. And I couldn't tell if he really was like betrayed, felt betrayed by Sandoval, like their friendship, or if he's just like genuinely not over Raquel. And I think maybe it could be a combination of both. Yeah. I don't know. But if but I were Allie's Allie, right there. Allie's right there. Allie's right time. there. Allie's right there. And it's like very obvious that he's like just not totally over Raquel. I mean, maybe now he is, now that this has happened. I have no idea. But it's definitely interesting. His reaction. He was way more. I knew that he would be pissed, but he was way more like emotional than I thought he would be. But he always seems like those emotions are right there on the top of his, you know, right there, ready to get out. And they usually come out in the form of anger. But also he does tear up a lot, which I always I made the point on Friday. It's like we always, you know, say women are so emotional. But the men of Vanderpump Rules proven to be way more are emotional. Way more Ariana emotional. being able to keep it together you know, fairly so, you know, in that first scene and being able to say what she did and scenes throughout, but then you have everybody, I mean, Sandoval trying to win the perform the Razzie of a lifetime. When that, when he goes into Schwartz, he's like, Oh, sorry, man. I love you. I love you, man. I love you. And Schwartz is like, I'm not going to kick you when you're down. Schwartz is so disarmed. He sits on the floor. Like the guy said, he's like, this isn't real, dude. He's like thinking like the Matrix is happening or something. I know. Schwartz's whole world was rocked. Have but you yes, ever been in a James, like they're so emotional, which is, you know, I'm not against men crying. I encourage men crying. 
I try, mm-hmm. I cry all the time, but it's fake crying, Sophie. This, Sandoval, was, Sandoval was like fake. I believe GJ James Kennedy. I would believe if like, I, it's just weird. I, I don't know where, I don't know. And also now we have potentially Jax Taylor is coming back. Uh, we have that out there and wait, is he actually, okay. So here, here's, here's good dirt. So they were supposed to pick up cameras in like a week and a half and they paused the cameras. Now they paused it. Uh, there was a variety article with Alex Baskin, the, uh, head of evolution, which produces Vanderpump rules. Mm -hmm. Great article with Kate Arthur. And they put it on pause for a minute because you know, he said there is stuff that comes out of the reunion that the cast doesn't know. And we want to make sure they know that information before they decide if they want to come back. Now, a little of that is to get people excited. Sure. But there is something there. And also I think it's going to be dramatic enough where it's going to even draw a a wider schism in there with Sandoval and Raquel for the rest of the cast. So whatever it is, I think this might, they already don't want to film with him. This is going to potentially make it worse, but June 13th, I believe at sexy, unique restaurant, DJ James Kennedy is doing see you next Tuesday with special guest, Jax Taylor. And that is usually when they start filming is that no, area. I don't want Jax back. I but can, you, but like, that, can you imagine DJ James Kennedy is the one that has to bring Jax back into the fold. And it's like, they had one of the biggest feuds of all of that show. And now they're teamed up against Tom. I Sandoval. don't want Jax back. Like I well, don't it doesn't need it. It does. They don't it. need it. They don't need it. They don't need it. And Jax is so I hate how like, and I tweeted this the other day because I saw someone being like, Jax was right about Sandoval the whole time. And it's like, you don't have to hand it to Jax Taylor. Yeah, Jax the way Taylor we... did not, was not right about Sandoval as much as he was covering for Sandoval and covering for Schwartz. Like they were all covering for each other and knew that Sandoval was a piece of shit and then only had a problem with Sandoval when Sandoval was becoming the number one guy in the group. Like Jax was not right about anything he is so infuriating i hate jacks well that's well the thing with jacks too is that it it, the only reason he called all of this is because he has the same exact behavior he's done these same exact things and he's privy to all of their behavior including his own so he's not like right about anything and it's like by the way and also you said this a long time ago you said in terms of this season is that this season was done by this cast they did not need Stassi. They did not need Jax. Exactly. You know, Dodie Doty was a nice addition, but they did not need her. Like you could have had that not, you could have not had that scene in and it would have been just as good of an episode in a lot of ways. So they did this themselves. So nobody needs to like stunt cast like they do on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You don't need to do that exactly. with DPR. Exactly. We don't need it. Jax would only make it worse at this point, in my opinion. He would not improve anything. Like, keep Jax off my screen. I know there are moments where people are like, you know what? I kind of miss Jax. Watch his Watch What Happens Live episode again, and you'll remember why he's, like, the most infuriating. (laughs) And he just makes up. I just want to go like this. I don't want to look him out. But also, by the way, like, I miss my grandma. Like, it's okay. Like, we miss people. Like, it's okay to miss people. Go look at pictures or go look at old episodes. You'll be fine. But he is, I believe, coming back and a friend of capacity. We will see for sure. But it's going to be interesting for us to see what happens this week. It'll be interesting. If anything, it would just be a friend of. I, that's what I'm hearing. But listen, I know Lala desperately wants them back on. Speaking of Lala... You know, not not anything to do with her, like the season finale, but this is the week of the Randall scandal premieres on ABC and Hulu on Hulu. And it's a hour long documentary about Randall Emmett. I can't wait for this. Yeah. 
kind of like they did you guys with the, the hustler and the housewife with Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. And I think this is so great because the Randall stuff has been swept under the rug. They brought it up in the first like episode of this season in regards to the LA times article. Randall is like said, you know, listen, this is a hit piece. Oh, uh, you know, the, the author of this is like really good friends with Lala, but Randall, you know, I don't, I don't even think we have to say allegedly anymore. He's a really bad guy. And I think, I think people need to be aware. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad they're releasing it this week while Vanderpump is still hot because I think this does carry I'm an so important excited message for it. Did yeah. you see the preview where it says that um, Lala like left in the middle of the night? Yes, she escaped. Yeah, Not she without was- my daughter did. Yeah. And Randall, like his assistant went to go check and her closet was empty and he was like pissed. Like, oh, I'm sure. oh. I am like ready for this documentary. I think it's going to be really good. And yeah, he's a bad dude. It's like been confirmed. From my understanding too, is that, you know, he was at that moment, like threatening Lala too, because I think she had been privy to some things right before all of this broke. And he was like, you're not leaving me. You're not that, you know, kind of like really kind of threatening. And so there was fear involved. And that's why she did have to leave in the middle of the night. Like we, I've, I've made fun of Lala on this season of the show a couple of times for the dawn and all of these things. But I will say in regards to this Randall stuff, I really want this stuff to be out there. And I really think it's an interesting topic, um, you know, probably not for this show, but in terms of, you know, mothers being able to have the rights to have their kids over some very abusive fathers that have money and like pull, you know, I think this is really important for for women to be able to, you know, take care of their daughters for for the love of God. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I'm very excited to watch it. So, uh, yeah, so th- that, that is like Vanderpump rules. There's, uh, by the way, this is actually, uh, in regards to Tom and his band, they're out on the road. There is a girl that he was hooking up with in Austin. I got sent, I got sent pictures and a video of the girl. Like he was staying in this Austin, like condo, like really nice condos in Austin. And they were having a watch party, this girl. And then Tom Sandoval runs by while they're watching Vanderpump finale in the lobby. And they have video of Sandoval running to the elevator while they're watching the finale. And I guess this guy, Tom Sandoval was hooking up with this blonde that lives in those condos. And if you do some digging, you can find out who the blonde is, but he's already out there. I guess he was using their workout room and talking to his manager. So this guy seems like he's really potentially kind of getting off on this attention. Like why, why, why wouldn't you just chill? Why wouldn't you just chill? If you had the worst week, he loves the attention. And so apparently there's this new chicken Texas and he, I guess someone was like, oh, like, like pretending they didn't know him. And he was like, all the crazy chicks drove me out of LA, but that's where I'm from. Why? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's another reason, Sophie, why I don't believe the pregnancy rumor with Raquel Rachel is because if that were true, I, even if they weren't together, I think Tom would like chill the F out if he's about yeah. to like be, you know, brought up in the same mouth, you know, as a father, I think he wouldn't be doing half of the shit he's doing now. So listen, like I said, it's possible. Tom seems to make horrible decisions right and left, but part of me would really want to believe that he wouldn't be out there banging like chicks on the road. And like, so openly where people are getting video of him and things like that. I would hope so. I would hope uh, so. Okay. But never, yeah. I genuinely don't believe the pregnancy. Like I, I just don't, I guess we'll see. Like if I'm wrong, that would be insane. But like, I just, I don't think it's true. Well, and, and this is the other thing that I heard, God forbid, but you know, is that maybe 
you know, I, I hope this isn't the case, but maybe there was a, a thought of uh, Raquel Rachel maybe trying to self-harm in some way, which would be oh, horrendous. No one wants that. No one wants that. No, of course. Like, like, by the way, I think we can be in a fandom where it's like, yeah, obviously nobody wants any of that. And by the way, that's right before I was coming on, I, I looked really quickly, is that uh, one of Tom's childhood best friends uh, passed away, I think, unexpected, uh, un- unexpectedly over the weekend. Ali Rafiq and Ariana and Kristen Doty both made posts about him. Oy, but, like, he was one of Tom's childhood friends. And like, we can like still say, man, Tom, you are an idiot, but nobody wants anybody's like immediate friends or family to be harmed. Or like, you know, it's like even that, like Ariana and Doty, like we're close with this person immediately uh, expressed their sorrow. And I mean, I would like, nobody wants anybody hurt, hurt with this, but I just think yeah. this people just getting away and especially men getting away with this kind of behavior of, hurting the people that they supposedly love the most. I think that's the kind of shit that's got to stop. No, totally. Totally. Like that, you know, is worst case scenario. And like you said, you can recognize the fact that these people are horrible people. And also, um, yeah, that's have you, really have you ever been cheated on in your life? Um, Hmm. I've been cheated on by like relationships that like in my mind didn't really matter. Like, you know, a high school boyfriend. I remember being so devastated when my high school boyfriend, I found out made out with another girl at a party. Like I was devastated. And all they did was make out. (laughs) But at the time, at the time, it probably felt like like the most crushing thing. So I can't even imagine how that feels like to know that your significant other, whether it's, you know, a one-time thing or a months long affair where they're coming home to you after having sex with someone else. Like, no, I can't even imagine how painful that is. And sending my love to anyone who's experienced that because I can't imagine. I think, but I think that's another reason why we're so attracted to this is because we all know somebody or are somebody that's been cheated on. So I think that's another thing that kind of gets us there. Speaking of cheating, I wanted to recommend this to you, Sophie, and also the audience. I watched the first two episodes of this new FX, uh, I guess, docu-series, The Secrets of Hillsong. Hillsong, of course, was a ministry that... Okay, it's on FX, you guys. It's on FX, oh, yeah, FX. but it's on Hulu. You can yeah. get it on Hulu as well. But it's Carl Lentz. If you remember Carl Lentz, he was, you know, kind of touted yeah. as Justin Bieber's spiritual advisor. Advisor. He was a pastor at this Hillsong Church, which is based out of Australia. But now they have like, you know, outlets everywhere. It's a huge business, but it's a four-part series. The next two parts come out on Friday. I watched the first two parts. It's really well done. And uh, this Carl Lentz, they actually interview him I think it's like two and a half years after all of this story broke and he was like cheating on his wife who we had three kids with. I mean, he had a whole other double life, but it's once again, in that thing of these men of power, you would mm-hmm. think you, you would think they have everything and they still are doing this kind of behavior. And like, this is a man, this is a man of cloth. You know, this is the man of God. It's re- you got to watch it. Sophie. And it's always the people that are preaching about, you know, what, what good people they are. Like Carl Lentz, for instance, like he was literally like leading a, a church and pretending to be this God. People looked up to him. Like what a freaking hypocrite. 
No, I mean, really, I mean, I knew something was wrong. Remember those paparazzi photos of him hanging out with Bieber and he had his shirt off and you could see like his pube trail. And I was like, God, this doesn't seem like, this doesn't seem, this seems weird. Like, this, you that know, he was like. being very God-fearing. <laughs> God, God's happy trail of like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, what is like, Wait, put a shirt on, bro. I like, just found out, and I think I saw this on Twitter, that those like, you know, when, when men have those like, I don't know if you have them, Ryan, because I haven't seen you without a shirt in a while. <laughs> By the way, I just want to, Sophie, nobody will ever see me without a shirt. So I can already tell you, whatever this is, if it involves a muscle, I don't have it. No, but you know those little, like, lines that... Yeah, that it's called, have? it's the V, yeah. No, but I heard them, they were called cum gutters. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. It's I love that name. That is beautiful. The cum gutters. <laughs> Every every year, remember, folks, you got to take them out and clean those. Get get a professional service. Detail this. A professional landscaper. By the way, we just found our new soaking. You guys, this is amazing. Those cup cutters. (laughs) Um, I will also wait. There's a story in this. You guys, he wasn't only cheating with this one girl. He was cheating with the nanny who was also a pastor at a, there was a nanny in Carl Lentz's house who also worked for the church and had her own family. And her husband was a pastor. She was their nanny for some reason. And he was cheating with the nanny and his wife found them in a compromising position and like punched her in the face. And I was like, hell, which by the way, we don't do violence. I know. did, yeah, she, it's science. It was she punch. didn't have Sheena's nails, so it was scientifically okay. possible. Okay, um, okay. You got, I'm telling you guys, watch this. It will. It's jaw dropping because anything with the background of religion, I find fascinating already. Because you, you know, you're allegedly dealing with the highest person in the whole world, and you're still having these, like, you know, what what you classify as sins. It's crazy. The hypocrisy. Um, it's hypocrisy. Another hypocrisy. hypocrisy. This season of Summer House, the season finale is tonight. Did you watch last week's episode? Um, yeah, I did. Like, yeah, what even it, this show well, sucks. This show sucks. I'm so see. Over- I feel like it's such a mess that I kind of am enjoying the mess. But it's it's more of it's it's what we talk about all the time of just the everyone hating um Carl Lindsay and, and Carl. Which fine, okay, but Danielle thinking like Danielle finally has lost me, which pains me to say because yeah. I'm such a big Danielle supporter. But I just don't see how she doesn't understand that her behavior. Of course, she wouldn't be involved in one of their biggest moments of their life. And you see how Carl, you see kind of why Carl did use drugs and alcohol so much because I think he find he I think he gets torn up by things so sensitive that he really does get torn up by these things. And I think he turned to alcohol and drugs because, you know, we see him. He's like, I ruined everything. Cause I didn't fucking ask Danielle. Like he freaks out about this stuff. Yeah. And that was actually, that made me really upset on his behalf that that night was tainted because of, you know, that conversation with Robert and, you know, Danielle. Robert, how dare you? You couldn't even be with your own girl, Robert. How dare also, you? The fact that Danielle was like so shocked that they left the house. Like, why are you surprised? Why would they want to be around you? Yeah, like, I mean, they do have friends that actually support. Even yeah. Amanda was like, yeah, I get it. You probably want to be in where people support you. And then exactly. Kyle goes, 
Well, I thought, I mean, that just, that just sucks though. Cause now it's like, you're against us. And I'm like, Kyle, that's the exact kind of attitude that Danielle has. So be careful of that. And also I want to remind you, Kyle, a month ago, you were literally saying this guy did Coke at work. So the fact that you're now like Mr. Like, by the way, thank God he jumped on board finally, but that's what Danielle should have done. And it shouldn't. And then you just see like bed sore, like page just over there. Like he, dude, that's it. That's what I want to the Craig, the Craig of it all. I I never thought I'd feel bad for Craig Conover, but I do. Do you see what I mean that they are I, not? Sophie, I did my Patreon this week and I said, Sophie, I think is right. Is that this is, in fact, I now want, I hope this season of Southern Charm is like nonstop page because I need to know way more about this relationship because it seems off the rails, like off she the rails. Cannot, she cannot stand that man. She cannot stand him. Dude, he was crying. Like, and she the fact that, so like, we're talking about the fact that he was upset that he forgot his mom's birthday and he was out partying. That's on dark as well. Which, by the way, why didn't Paige also, know that it was his mom's birthday? Wouldn't you I know your... Him, yes, I of course would know my boyfriend's mom's birthday. And when he was on the phone, she like walked past and she was like, who are you talking to? Yeah, and he, goes, he was like, my parents. And she was like, okay. And wasn't even like, oh my God, tell them I say yeah. hi. Like that, that was so weird. To, no, that was extremely weird. And then he was obviously very upset that he forgot his mom's birthday, like a dumb ass, horrible son. Uh, he was just, and he, yeah. And Paige was like not comforting him and then also making fun of him for crying to her friends. Yeah. Like that all was just like very, that was dark. That was dark. That I mean, that's why I think it does work for me is that kind of like to watch that. Like we don't have any answers, but to me, that was fascinating television to see how Craig behaves with Paige and how he's so, he was crying to Kyle. He's like, and Kyle, he goes, I don't, I don't think I have anybody. And Kyle's like, that's not true, bro. You have your company. He says the company first. He's like, I love that in Kyle's head, the company will always be there. He's like, at the end of the day, I always have lover boy. And then he goes, second, you have Paige. And Carl goes, Kyle goes like, uh, sorry, Car- Craig. Craig goes, no, I don't, man. No, I don't. But how dark is it that Kyle said the company first? That that should be that is your 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 nice hug is your company. It, it says it says it all. It says it all. But yeah, Craig and I never thought I would feel bad for Craig either, and I still don't. But like, he felt so alone, and that's sad. And he feels alone in his relationship. But you know what? They're still together to this day, allegedly. Oh, oh they were at the Met Gala. She was doing that E thing, and he was yeah. like sitting right next to her. Like but it almost seems together. like he begs. It. it feels like he begs. It it reads as Craig like will do anything for Paige, and it doesn't read that that's the same way. Just from what we see on that, TV, that he's definitely more into her than she's into him. Yeah. Well, didn't you? This is the other theory I want to throw out there just to cause trouble. You know, he had that one scene with Sierra. What about Craig and Sierra? Because they were I mean, even they like, have a lot what of about? And they seem like they like the same things. They want to watch shows and eat popcorn together. And they were doing those shots together. And then later on in the episode, he's like, he's on his phone laying down next to Sierra in their bed and Paige comes in. And, and by the way, there's no like weirdness, but like Paige comes in and it's not a weird thing at all, but like, they're just sitting there like, and Paige, Paige gets in the bed, doesn't even lay near him. He like, is just, doesn't even try to go, come get next to me. Like Paige is very self-sufficient. And I don't think, I think she likes to have a boyfriend, but I don't think at all it's necessary for her. She does not need it. 
I just think she doesn't like him. I feel like, yes, she's self-sufficient, but I also think that Paige would want to eventually settle down with someone. Like, I feel like that's what she wants. But is that, is that because that's the, the societal pressure uh, and also from her parents? I think that's the other thing too with a lot. I think Sandoval Maybe. falls into this as well, is that they feel like they need to be in these relationships, but they do not have what it takes to actually be in a relationship past right. a certain amount of time. Like and Tom, Tom also, wants to be... I feel like Tom wants to just be that rock star dude that like has orgies. Like it feels like that's what he's aiming for or that's what he thinks is cool. Potentially. Good luck Sandoval and good luck. Like keeping fulfilled with that lifestyle, you know, like if that is like, I feel like he, he really admitted that he's having a midlife crisis. Yes. By the way, he he doesn't even need to admit that. We know. We we know. know. But he's like, when I turned 40, I was like, dude, there's got to be more to life than this. Could you imagine wanting like, more to life when, like, if you looked at his life from the outside, you might think it was a little goofy. But you're like, has a house, has a restaurant, has his name on another has restaurant, money, has, has a, a band, gorgeous beautiful partner. woman, nice friends for the most part. Daily, right. You know, like all of right. these things. And he's still, by the way, it's okay to want more and it's okay to be lost in your life with everything. I get the concept. Yeah, totally, but, totally. Man, if you're lost with all of that stuff, you really and it's not. also like, you have to just not be short-sighted and play the long game and kind of be like, what will I be happy with when I am 70, 80 years old? You know, I feel like he's chasing those, those like, very, very, very brief highs. Well, yeah, he wants mushrooms like, at mushrooms at sunrise, yeah, hang gliding. Exactly. He it's wants like, to those wild things. Your mushrooms and your Raquel, your mistress, are not going to be keeping you warm or taking care of you when you're 80 years old. I don't know. Again, it's like you are open to living your life however you want. And this isn't to say that everyone needs to like fall into societal norms, but it's like I feel like he's not just Sandoval in particular is not looking at the bigger picture of it all. Like well, he really it. blew up his life and like for what? I think a lot he's of men do this, her, but I no, don't, he's not uh, happy. But a lot of men do this and they, they, they have this internal feeling and they think things like sex are going to heal it instead of actually what Tom should have done is gone into really deep therapy and he still should be there. Yeah. I really will always say he shouldn't be on the road because what he's feeling is completely normal. But the way he's like, the way he's reacting to that, I think is completely abnormal and is something that's going to hurt him down the line. And just to use an example, there's that drummer, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. And this is like the the best case scenario is this man's been with, you know, Heather Locklear, Pamela Anderson, of course. And now he's with uh, that influencer uh, online comedian, Brittany Furlon. They're married. Oh, yeah, but you look yeah. at him and you're like, the guy keeps getting older. You know, he's out there. He's rich. He's all of those things. But every time I see a Tommy Lee thing, it, it, I know it's this is sad. I shouldn't feel sad because he's living a great life, but I feel sad because he then you can feel like sometimes he needs attention. So it'll like show his dong on Twitter. It'll be like, check this out, you guys. And I'm like, oh, okay, nice, Tommy. We know you have your big dick. That's really awesome. Yeah, like, Congratulations. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool, man. That's awesome. But you just feel like overwhelming yeah, sadness yeah. because he didn't like yeah. I don't know, but that's my I know everybody has their journey. Um, okay, so summer house. I care more about the Paige Craig thing than I do anybody else on that cast right now. And I also wanted to tell you, people uh, were telling me that Craig and Austin have this podcast, Pillows and 
beer, I think it's called. And oh, Madison, God. Madison was on. Like, it's Madison! Like a really, Madison! She actually makes fun of him for you. She does the Madison when he That's got caught so with those funny. two women. I really women. love that about her. Well, she brought up the A-Rod stuff again and talked about how how much more in-depth their relationship was. And it, it, I guess it really made some waves because A-Rod's people said she's just another person trying to get attention. They released a statement saying this is categorical, categorically false, but she's just another person that's just so desperately wants attention. And I want to remind people that the, they this is the reason why we have Benefer because A-Rod was with Jennifer Lopez. This broke, thanks to Bravo. And then uh, they broke up and Ben got back in there with J-Lo. We, we owe all of these memes uh, recently to uh, Pat Madison. Wait, so like, what did she even say on the podcast? Did she say they hooked up or they were just DMing? She said there were like, there were multiple like conversations a day that they were like, there were plans to meet up. They're all like, it was just much more in depth. I believe, than the I believe women. Madison yeah. has no reason Wait, to lie. Wait, by the way, it's completely believable. Are you? These... Madison has no reason to lie. And obviously, A Rod is going to deny it. Yeah, A Rod's a man. Like, first off, then, yeah. <laughs> sorry. And also, we live in a post scandal society. It's like, yeah, of course, all of this is true, period. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But also she was like joking about it. She wasn't like in there going, like, I'm gonna tell you this. It was just kind of like matter of fact. Um, okay. Uh also, did you realize what this week is on top of all of this? And I love um, that you're not gonna be able to guess it. Um, ooh. Um uh huh. I don't know. <laughs> it's the return of season three of the Kardashians on Hulu this Thursday. Can you believe, or I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's this this Thursday. Good luck competing against Top Chef, first of all. Top Chef is so good this season, by the way. If you're not watching it, you have to watch Top Chef. Top Chef's on Thursday on Bravo, you guys. It kind of gets overlooked because Tom Colicchio uh, broke up with Raquel after last season, Top Chef. So he really should have stayed with her. But, uh, but, but isn't it wild that we're approaching a new season and there's minimal, they can't really seem to get that no storyline out there that we care about. Like even Kim at Lakers games, who cares? It's kind of gross to have North like doing a Tristan Thompson sign. Like that poor girl, like don't, don't use North to support her stupid uncle. They that were, she like made her, made her aunt look like a clown. The Kardashians were in many ways to quote Shep Rose, the architects of their own demise. <laughs> and that's because on the show, they were so polished. And it was so overproduced and it was all filled with fluff and they were never revealing the actual drama or actual behind the scenes shit that people would care about. Nothing new. Like why would anyone care anymore? And even though I know that this trailer actually like looked, I think, and I'm still not going to watch. I didn't watch season two. I think I watched like some episodes of season. Yeah, one you. I remember you watched like here and there. You didn't. Yeah, but I didn't watch season two at all. And I did watch the trailer for season three and it did look interesting. I think there's actual beef. Scott's back. Yes, Scott, I'm back, you guys. Ah. There's it's me. Talk I'm Scott. <laughs> um, there is actual like beef, I think, between Kim and Courtney. Like Courtney, yeah. Drama. Um, I can't remember what else happened in the trailer, but I was like, huh, this actually does look like it could be dramatic, but I'm still not gonna watch because the well, episodes are just gonna be like highly filtered like just overly yeah. produced nonsense. Um, I did want to read you this thing that I had posted in my stories last week. Cause it, it infuriated me. 
because in, t- in terms of pushing storylines, you know, they do this to themselves. Oh, that was it. Also, uh, Sophie, they have a storyline where Kylie is like, I don't want my daughter to do the things she did to her body like I did, like talking about beauty standards. And I'm oh like, that, that was like kind of interesting that happened. But then Chloe snapped back. She clapped back at a hater on Instagram. She wrote this. Chloe wrote this in regards to Tristan. Stop pushing this narrative. It's tiring. But I suppose you guys will continue the narrative you want regardless of what I say. So what's the point? It's exhausting. But I learned people will only understand to the level of their own perception. Most are stuck at believing the lies because it's the narrative they want to fuel. Have fun. Some things are just as simple as they seem. A family member supporting another family member, especially during a difficult time in life. Example, just how I support Scott and will forever support him. He's my brother. It's just not on an NBA stage. Sad new world. If there's no photos, people think it really didn't happen. Happen. But yes, I see Scott often. Some things really are just as they are. Heart. Shut up. Shut like, up. The fact that she's comparing Tristan to Scott, like it's so different. It's Shut so up, different. Babe. Are you, by Shut the way, out. like and it's also, so. Ugh. Yeah. And circling back to like Kylie saying that, that she doesn't want her daughter to do to herself what she did. Like, oh, but you're raising her literally in the spotlight. And same with like North and. Like, I don't know. It's just. I think they're obviously very confused. Kim Kardashian this week is doing the Jay Shetty podcast. I guess Jay Shetty is a, a big, uh, I don't know what you oh, classify him. Oh, he's like, he's like one spiritual. of those. Is he... Yeah, like, what does he even do? I don't know what he does, but he always talks like about positive... like relationships and love yeah. and like positivity. But apparently he cheats on his wife all the time. Is that true? Yeah. That's what I read recently, that he cheats on his wife all the time, allegedly. Like, do you think, allegedly. Wait, do you think, though, then they feel bad? Like, do you think Jay Shetty, if this is true, goes around feeling bad that he knows he's living this lie? Or do you think he he's, like, no. rationalized it, it makes, to himself? He makes so much money telling people how to live their lives while cheating on his spouse and how to have a successful relationship while cheating on his spouse, like... What a freaking! Wouldn't again, it be amazing if he was like, "Here's how to successfully cheat on your spouse," and like use like his actual knowledge? Like that's why I want Jax to come back and go. Book, his most recent book is called Eight Rules of Love." Like, first, shut up! How to the find first rule is people. lie. Yeah. <laughs> Eight but I just rules think a fucking strangers raw how to clean those cum gutters jay shetty my book is how to clean those cum gutters by jay shetty (laughs) um so wait wait but this the chloe thing too is like chloe you dork of course we're going to say this because everything points to you guys and including the sources within your family that you've gotten back together with tristan so say all that you want keep arguing the fact but the fact that you push your family pushes this narrative we don't your family does first off maybe like just at your mom on this and not at us stop yelling at us like this is the calls are coming from within the house and that's why i get so pissed off because it's like you want you just want attention like just yeah. talk to Tristan about this or talk to your mom about this. Don't talk to us. Of course, you make money off the back of us, the public. So don't then yell at us when we choose what we want to pay attention to based on the information that is pushed out to us, usually right. from within your camp. Right. I also like, what was that whole like came at the basketball game with the Tristan sign? Like, I know it was for attention, but like, but like, it just makes it's a lot. You it's a look- lot bad it makes well, you all look stupid like it's but, embarrassing it's not but also, like if a, 
if a man does this repeatedly and this is, but why have any, like your family can support them, not on the world stage, support them behind the scenes. Tristan isn't really even playing many minutes in the Lakers games at all. Like, so why go support him and have your, she's like, Oh, uh, North just wanted to go support her uncle. I'm like, does North is North aware what her uncle has done besides the two kids given like to Chloe? Like, do you know the, does, does she know her uncle? Like, I feel like North should be aware of him before she holds up a sign supporting him. Like, I feel like she's not give, been given all the information potentially. But like, she's also so young. She shouldn't have all the information, but at the same time, she's out and about on the town. Like she's 21 years old. Oh, I know. I mean, like dressed lately. Like, oh, and it's when she's getting to that. Remember when we all had that awkward phase growing up, you guys? What did it hit? Like 11, 12, 13? Oh, my God. We... I can say 100%. I had my bat mitzvah when I was, like, about to turn 13. So I was still 12. I was the ugliest I have ever been. The braces. I was so awkward and so Wait, ugly. So, no. Can like we get a pic? Can we, we get a pic on this? I'd love to get a pic. Uh, Amy. Amy Ross, if you're listening, uh, please Amy send me. Amy, you have my information. Please send me a picture of Sophie at her bat mitzvah. Oh, my God. It's oh, so, by the way, your, so ugly. Your sister posted that picture with the baby. It was so beautiful this I week know. on Instagram. My nephew is so oh cute. Oh, my God. I love my nephew so much. I got to spend a lot of time with him this weekend. He is... Um, it's been two and a half months since Scandaval. He's yeah, so- that's, you'll always remember where you were when yep. you first found out you were exactly. an aunt. Okay, um, sorry, you were so ugly at your bat mitzvah. Oh yeah, then- I was so ugly. And now kids these days, they don't go through the awkward ugly phase. And I feel like it's very important for like character development. Wait, what like- do you mean they don't? Like they physically don't? Or they just, what do you mean they, they don't? They physically don't. Like 12 and 13 year olds are on TikTok looking amazing i was gonna say hot and i'm like guys no sorry don't call the police on me we got pulled off the air this week (laughs) no but like 12 and 13 year old girls now are like on instagram was it travis barker's daughter alabama i thought she was a 35 year old woman and she was like 15 years old or something she makes me sad because she does look like she's 35 I mean, but I mean, I'm not joking. I really well, thought she was way older are growing than she up is because of social media. So, like, even separately from like Northwest and the Kardashians, like social media is like making these kids grow up so fast, and they're like skipping, like, like be an ugly twelve year old who yeah, like doesn't to be a nerd women. a little bit. You gotta yeah, learn to be awkward. Yeah, and you're never going to have that time back in your life. You'll spend the rest of your life caring about how you look. Like, let 12-year-olds be 12-year-olds, you know? Like, it's so Yeah, because most 12-year-olds can't afford Birkins on top of that as well. Like, you know, the Kardashians throw money at all of these things. But even, like, just kids out there, that... I, I hate to, I am old, but it's like, that. that's the thing that does worry me about social media is that I think about my niece when she's allowed to have... You know, beyond those apps, how would you not? My mind is affected by what I see. How are their minds not affected at that young of an age? You know, it's Um, scary. It really is scary. Like, it really is. uh, Okay. As we start winding down, God, this went so quick. Uh, Well, we still have like 10 minutes. Okay. So, uh, by the way, Fast and Furious came out. My Fast Family, Fast and Furious, I think it's 10, came out this weekend and it it didn't do well. It didn't do well. I guess it did only like 65 million at the box office, which sounds like a lot of money, folks. But like, I think the last one brought brought in like 200 million. But this, how many, I mean, like, I don't, I shouldn't they just stay away from cars, this family? Because it seems like bad things come from these cars. They're always, and like, how do the cars get flown over to all these exotic locations? It's, it doesn't make any sense to me, the Fast Family. But it seems yeah. like a movie you'd love. 
It seems like this is like a movie you'd my love. Fast, my fast family. I'm the black sheep of my fast family. Oh my God. I actually did love like the first two or three Fast and the Fear. Like I loved them. I remember watching them in my, we had like an upstairs room called the playroom at my childhood home, the playroom. And I would watch them in the playroom all the time. I loved them. But as you when know, you were I, awkward, when you were awkward at your batsmith, you'd be like, yes. oh, I, I want to I hang with my fast family. I'm sweet <laughs> Sophie. Also top chef. <laughs> Top Chef did a Fast and the Furious segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was the Mison Plus race, which is like the speedy, like, prepping race. Please say Vin Diesel mean, was out there to do this with I, them. like, want that. Whoever comes up with, like, the sponsored, like, the sponsors. Oh, well, yeah, you talked about this a couple weeks ago. You said well, you like, would want to do the sponsored content. dream job. So like, the Uber, the Uber commercial you want to do in, in Vanderpump Rules. You want to be yeah, like, all right, girls. That also. Like I Chef this past week, it was sponsored by Finish Dips Dish Soap. And I guess part of their their thing is like conserving water and sustainability. So there's a steaming challenge and every contestant only got like a tiny bit of water to steam with. And I'm like, who makes that connection? Like, how do you get from Finish Dish Soap to let's have a steaming challenge yeah because like, it's so like, interesting how okay, their, their this challenge work. you're gonna make a dish out of dish soap like how is that how would you yeah. even go from like that doesn't really make tons of sense wait also my sister was asking me if she's also a top chef fan so you know how padma for years is like two hundred fifty thousand dollars furnished by san pellegrino yeah and now they have a new water sponsor is it like who Propel is or new, something? Who is the new water sponsor? Oh my God, this is going to bother me. Wouldn't it be great if it was like Monster, like Rockstar Energy Drink or oh, something Saratoga. like that? Oh, Saratoga. Yeah. Ooh, Saratoga. It's Saratoga water. Furnished by Saratoga, Saratoga. water. Wait, do like, they still have a spread in Food & Wine magazine? And a spread always. in Food & Wine magazine? Spread is never going away. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. What is it? Sports Illustrated? Padma did that uh, bikini, the, her and Martha Stewart, but she looks hot. Am I allowed I to say like, that? Is that all right? Wow. If you she looks really that's I know she looks amazing, but that references um watch what Crappen's um Padma impression is like the <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god. Um oh, sorry, I just derailed that a lot. No, you didn't derail at all. I was just talking about fast family and that. Um, I remember making fun of this show a couple years ago when the they were like gearing up to do this during the pandemic or right on the whatever. And Vin, uh, The Rock, The Rock said he was not going to participate and be part of the Fast Family. And Vin Diesel put out this Instagram post of like, "Come on, Rock, you're part of the family forever. You are part of the." Fa I know this isn't a good Vin Diesel. He's like, "You're part of the Fast Family." And I guess Vin Diesel's like very serious when it comes to the Fast Family. And you can't just get out of it. And The Rock was like, screw you, Vin. You made me wait around on scenes. You didn't come to set on time. And then this is a spoiler alert. Actually, you probably don't want to hear this either, Sophie. I was going to do a spoil alert about something. No, do I it. It's fine. Okay. But what well, is it for? It, for for uh, the Fast and Furious. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. Okay. That. Well, this skip fast a minute. So in the, in the credit scene, The Rock comes back to the Fast family, you guys. The Rock comes back after leaving the Fast Family. Oh, he comes shit. back, but also he comes back because that Black Adam movie that for Warner Brothers completely bombed, and DC's like going a whole different direction. So he had to come back to the Fast Family because he he lost his other franchise. So if you guys are doing another Fast and Furious, and The Rock is back in the Fast Family, 
Wow. Yeah, wow. Okay, and then finally, well, actually one of the last things, Real Housewives of Be- Beverly Hills shot their season finale last night at SoFi Stadium, which, by the way, I was right next door at the forum seeing Dead & Company with your man, Mr. John Mayer, last night. I saw the Dead & Company. How was it? Listen, it, this is their supposedly their last tour, and it was beautiful. I mean, like, listen, you can't – but this John Mayer, man, just like – I always say this, like, leave a little for the rest of us, John. Like, this guy can do it all. Like, the voice, the voice is too beautiful it's really out there. Not an exaggeration. Like, if you've it's- ever seen him live, and I hate to like dick ride John Mayer. I, I mean, I would love to dick ride John Mayer. Oh, uh, how like, dare you? You have a boyfriend. You know what I mean, so like, I know that he has his flaws, and if you're a Taylor Swift fan or whatever, which by the way, or he called like, Jessica Simpson, he treated her I'm, poorly. Yeah, Jessica Simpson. I'm also very like I'm like revoking my Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, I, oh, I forgot to bring up Maddie Healy and you. The Maddie Healy of it all, like I know I feel like we did talk about it two weeks ago, but like I am just so disappointed in her. Maddie Healy is a horrible person and a piece of shit. And it makes Taylor Swift look really bad. She obviously knows all the shit he's done because how could she not? And yeah, it's extremely disappointing. But anyway, back to John Mayer. Seeing him live, it's like a revelation. I've seen him live several times now, including last year. And he's just so consistently, like his voice is just like nothing else. Like he's just so I mean, I hate to, it's just, it's unfair. Like the guy is so... The, and and a dead company, he's not there doing his joke shtick, which he's very funny. I hate that he's funny, but he's funny. He doesn't like that. You know, they're not talking, but they're just so into the music and the way he knows every one of those songs, the way he, you know, jet, like improvs with all the other men on stage, including Bob Weir, one of the, you know, heads of the, the dead. Like, it really is amazing. But I was so pissed last night. I was like around me to the group. I was like, uh, he called Jessica Simpson sexual napalm. That's gross. He, uh, you know, like I, I can't, I don't want this guy to be his, like, I sit there and I fall in love with him during the show. And I hate that about myself. One of my favorite John Mayer moments was when he was bartending on Watch What Happens Live when like Sierra and Andrea were on. Oh, yeah. And and then he asked Andrea if he if he thought about having the name the Andrea Nuggets. Because apparently he chose the last name Denver because of the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, he's a huge NBA fan, Denver Nuggets. But see, that's he's just so he's friends with Andy, which I want to be friends with Andy. He's all of those, but it was so damn good. But, anyways, right next door is SoFi Stadium, which is, you know, three times the size of the forum, I believe. That's where the football games, like big concerts. I just saw Billy Joel there uh, a while back, and they, they shot the finale, and the finale is Erica Jane doing a concert performance. Like, EJ Global, everybody, yeah. And so oh it was the season God. finale last night, and Denise is there. Aaron is there in the scene. Aaron, oh, Denise's husband. I was. Twitter. I cannot wait to see if he talks about five G and big pharma. But this is the Erica <laughs> comeback season, and I cannot wait to make fun of it so much because she's doing her big Vegas review at the um, uh, the House of Blues Bar and Grill in Vegas, and this is. But also, that's a lot of money to rent out SoFi Stadium, I would imagine. So who's putting up that money? Because I don't imagine that. That's a lot of money. Is Evolution paying like $400,000? where the Rams play. And yeah, the that's what I'm saying. Sophie, it's a Saturday night. Like, I know they were already done by the time I was at a dead-end company. But I was like, holy shit. They're like, that's a big, that's a big budget to like, so... 
is is Bravo paying that? Is Erica Jane paying that? Or is Erica is somebody involved with Erica Jane paying that? I have a feel. I have this really weird suspicion that somebody is bankrolling her life again, and I'm very curious who that man is or woman. That's a great question. Great question. Thank I thank you so. Thank you. Uh, that is it. Uh, okay, yeah, but yeah, I was gonna bring that Taylor Maddie thing, but you're kind of like uh, Taylor Swift said at a concert this weekend. I think she was she said that she is the happiest she's ever been in her life right now. That her life, not just with this tour, has fully come together. And I think a lot of Swifties are scared. We're like, wait a sec, why is Maddie part of that? You know, like that's not good. If if because Maddie Healy, we talked about this. I had that Emily Rose that um, uh, it's become a whole thing. She did the the stuff I hate journal. Oh, that we I talked love about. Emily. Did she send you yeah. one? I think she was sending you one. I think she was. I think she because yes. she. She talked. Okay, good. Um, yes, I'm so excited talked, to read it. We talked all about uh, that Maddie Healy thing, and I just think people should look up a lot of the things he said. I'm just curious He's how awful. Taylor. There was that BuzzFeed article that apparently Taylor's team was trying to bury, which is well, also. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which is also BuzzFeed wrote a whole article about how Taylor, a lot of Taylor's fans are like turning on her over this. Like, it's like just indefensible. It really is. No, but, but, but Sophie, I guess the last thing I, it's, I, I'm curious though is, you know, even with John Mayer, John Mayer had a period of like saying really kind of not this bad of things, but saying like treating women and talking about women in a certain way. Uh, you know, I know he did a Playboy article that you know, said some really wild things. Where do we, with celebrities and people we look up to our lives is, how do we, how do we get past, how do we extend forgiveness? How do we know somebody's being honest or somebody that is worthy of forgiveness? And is this any of our business? That's the question I keep going. Well, Maddie Healy has never apologized for anything. So it's like, if you start with an earnest, genuine apology, we can maybe go from there. But Maddie Healy has never apologized for any of the shit he said. So yeah. You just get the vibe he really loved. You get you get the vibe. He really loves this. Like he really loves the Taylor, uh, to be around the Taylor of it all. He's like, I'm the British bad boy. And she's like the good girl. And I think she kind of digs that too. I mean, I, I mean, I could be, but by the way, if anybody does want to give their Taylor Swift tickets up in, in protest, I'm happy to take them for the LA show. Um, just to check it out with my own. Uh, anything else that is going on, anything that you're watching or have watched this week? And by the, are you in Cincinnati for the rest of the week? Or are you headed back? No, I am flying back tomorrow morning. Um, oh, what did you go? Did you go hard at the wedding last night? Yes. Went very hard at the wedding last night. We also went to the casino after. So I did didn't, I don't gamble. No, I don't gamble. I just like watch people gamble. And my brother-in-law was having a very lucky night. My boyfriend was not having a lucky night, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, it was a we were out way too late. I'm very tired today and hungover. And yeah, flying back to New You're York. out there living, dude. You're living a full life. I love hearing so- Sophie's stories. Like that is truly living. So congratulations. It doesn't feel like it. When I'm at like a casino in Cincinnati, Ohio, I'm like, this is living. <laughs> Wait, this I know this living. sounds silly, but does anybody ever uh like notice you from like your Twitter account or anything like that? Or does anybody ever? No, literally never. I've never had anyone come up to me and be like, Oh my God, I'm such a fan. Actually. I mean, there were people at the wedding, but they know me because yeah, like, they know a family wedding and they know me and they're like, Oh my God, I love your Twitter. Like I have that happen, but no one like recognizing me on the street. But you know, what's funny is that one time someone DM'd me and was like, I just was at Whole Foods and I definitely like recognize your boyfriend. He held the door for me. 
And I thought it was so funny that like my boyfriend got recognized and I've never been recognized. Hey, also shut that shit down. You do not ever recognize my boyfriend. I, no, no. Um, I thought it oh, was, that was so the, funny. Okay, that was the thing I wanted to tell you in terms of Jax. I was in a DM conversation with Jax Taylor during the reunion or during the finale on Wednesday oh, night. God. And I, I tell you, it was the walk. Cause I was like, uh, he was like, why, what, you know, what, what do you think about all this? And I was like, well, I really looked up to Tom and I'm really kind of just, he go, and he literally goes, you looked up to Tom. What's you can even hear his voice. He's like, you looked up to Tom. Why the, why the hell would you do that? That dude's a liar. That dude. And I'm just sitting there going. And then I was like, I was almost like, I'm sorry, Jax. Like I was almost, and then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I apologizing to Jax? I was like, he's like, why would you ever look up to somebody like that? I can't believe that. And he was kind of like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, why am I apologizing to Jax Taylor oh about liking God. Tom? Up, Jax. Were you not his best friend for like well, that- 15 years? Like shut the fuck up, bitch. And then Jack said he Jack said he's seen all of the reunions. And I just don't think that's true. I do not think Jack Taylor has seen all the reunions because if he was, he would have like leaked everything because he, yeah, he like, spoiled everything already. Like, because I said, I- you guys, Jax is a pathological liar. But I said, you've oh, seen that. Yeah. I said, you saw this. She goes, dude, yeah, I've seen this in the reunions. And I just don't think that's possible because I don't even think Lala, I think Lala was able to watch the first part of the reunion a couple of days ago. So there's no way he's seen all the reunions. Absolutely not true. But I, so I, so you're, I shouldn't have to apologize to Jax, right? Like I shouldn't have to no. feel, okay. I just wanted to get that. Absolutely uh, not. No. Um, Okay, Sophie Ross, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this goes way. I'm so God. That's somebody tweeted. Somebody tweeted me or t- like said, "Oh my God, you need to have Sophie again on last Sunday because of like it feels like Vanderpump Rules is just taking over." So it is one of those wild things that I'm like, "Oh shit, I got to talk to Sophie about this." And then two weeks, it's just way too long. So hopefully, this two weeks will two, fly by. We're gonna have two reunion episodes to discuss. Oh my God. Okay. You guys Well, hang on there. Have the best week ever. You guys, Sophie, you have the best week ever. How can we support you this week? Besides going to follow you on the old, tw- Oh shit. Uh, I'm going to talk about selling sunset at the beginning, but Sophie selling sunset. I know. Fucking I need bananas. Yeah. Chrishell calls somebody a crackhead. She's like a narc. She's with G flip. She is. They they're dressed like the X-Men. It is, is hysterical G-Flip on the show. She's in like three or four scenes and it's hysterical. Oh, yeah. Like it is. Hell she's yeah. teaching her how to play the drums in one of the scenes. And I compared it to the ghost scene when uh, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze are doing the pottery. It's very erotic. It's not really erotic, but it cracked me up. It is so unintentionally funny. It is so much better than last season, but I, it's a big stamp of approval because it's so damn ridiculous. It's the kind of thing that like, they're all doing uh you know selling houses but it's like the most basic they're like okay he didn't take the offer what should we do um huh you know what i've heard about this we should try to counter like they it's like the bait it's like house selling like real estate for dummies and it's basic real estate terminology oh it's fake i love that just watch one episode and see if you can get into it okay you convinced me too you texted me about it now i'm convinced because i remember last season being so boring and i think it was that it was christine sorry but also sorry, i think coming christine off the vanderpump rules to have something this fake is like funny as hell like it's like this yeah. nice palate cleanser to realize how ridiculous like these people are going to just normal restaurants dressed up like they're at the met gala and it's hysterically it's hysterically funny it's really funny to me. oh i can't wait i'm excited yeah sorry to your boyfriend if you make him watch that as well okay sophie ross ladies and gentlemen have a great week yeah. bye Batches.